Count us in. Count us in. Three, two, one, go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Outlawed Picks podcast. Ollie, Hello, this bro. is where you do your bit, where you yeah, read sorry, all your stuff, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so what news have we got? We've got Hardy Waller kicking off at the minute. Tea's still hot. Tea's still hot. Hardy Waller's kicking off. The pros have dropped into camp this week. We've got six or seven pros starting out camp. Which you are coming up to tomorrow to have a look. I am. Uh, Marcus Mead, Dean Truman, Big Carl, Josh Hamilton, loads of boys dropping in. It's really exciting. It's buzzing. Jamie, you were up there the other day, weren't you? It was, it's, uh, yeah. Adam's here. Buzzing. Uh, Adam, Adam was here yesterday. Yeah. He was yep. here yesterday. Looking sharp. Well, we'll be looking sharp. Gets his lungs back under him. Yeah. Um, and Manscaped are back. So. Uh, obviously, we're really happy to be working. Yeah, we're not going to show you, but yeah, you know, you have to take our word for it. <laughs> Definitely not going to show you. <laughs> they're smashing it. They're all over the place. They're, they they're um, dominating the male grooming game, shall we say? Someone um, needs to. Yeah, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. It's a great product. They've uh, they've made some adaptations to their uh, merchandise. Their three lawnmower is their premium version, apparently. He's getting and, good at this, um, isn't he? Yeah. If you think about how many podcasts we've we done now, like. Where 18 or 20? Well, we, we rebranded three times. You were so shaking your pants the first time. When no, we I wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was. No, I he wasn't. Was. He was. You was. No, he was. I wasn't. He was. No, it was. You were trying, but it was... <laughs> you know. I mean, you, you, not at all. I can tell you've been rehearsing this in the mirror. It's, I'm, I'm impressed with it. There's come no on, way. Keep, what, come on, we're not done yet. What else have we got? So basically, if you need tea, to keep your hair in, uh, in shape <laughs> and you don't want to, any cuts on your nuts... <laughs> Did practice that one a little bit. Cuts on your nuts. Cuts on your nuts yeah. are no more. <laughs> then get across to Manscaped. And, and of course, if you drop in full reptile at the checkout, you will get 20% off and free shipping in the UK. Pretty good. Yep. Great company. We like them. And they actually, if you go and watch some of their adverts, they're pretty funny. Yeah, they are. They've got some really good uh, creative guys going on there. Well. And I did cut my hair with them. That's yeah. why it was so short last time on the podcast. Right. And I got, I got a load of shit for it. Did, Did you, you notice in the comments? Yeah. Yeah, I know. People concern themselves too much with other people's hair, don't they? Well, with other people. And I've been playing that samurai game. Stuff this is the way I'm going from now on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start wearing long long dresses and I think someone called you a samurai and I was like, I bet you like that. Fucking I love bet, it. I bet you fucking really love like it. that. <laughs> um, we also have some, one more thing, sorry to interrupt oh you yet again. One of many times that will happen this episode. We have, a, we have an offer on. So if you... Buy one of our beautiful full reptile now jeans, as modelled here by Dan Hardy. X Brain will send you, or we will send you on behalf of X Brain, a sachet of New Mood L tryptophan and 5HTP in the New Mood will help you sleep. One of on its products and is a very very good product. It's been around for a long time. It's one of their flagships really. And it's a, very, it's a very solid product. They will send you <laughs> a... Don't have it if you're only getting like four hours sleep, though. You need like you need to make sure you allocate 12 hours. Block out an 8 to 12, yeah. 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 I did uh, 14 hours on it the other day. And on the flip side, don't mix these up. So the Boost Sachet <laughs> is a good solid dose of 200 milligrams of caffeine and some magnesium in there. That is like a pre-workout. Um, very solid. Again, very solid. That's definitely loud through the mic, isn't it, Jamie? Definitely, definitely what oh the crunching of course oh, you know what if you want free sachets you're just going to have to deal with the crunching I'm sorry <laughs> no one can hear you they can just dig <laughs> I'm done with the uh, I'm done with the apologising it is what it is and Alpha Brain we all know about Alpha Brain Alpha Brain's been around for a long time now hasn't it long time it? long yeah. time 
Um, again, one of one of what well, it was the on it flagship, wasn't it? The yeah. Alpha Brain, and um, we were just saying, weren't we, Jamie? There's there's something in it. Like it, yeah. I've used it too long. You've used it for too long for it to be a placebo effect. Yeah, we and started drugging a- the Raptors with it now to up, <laughs> to upscale their their productivity. Right, it seems like to be it. working. I like it. You know. Um, so yeah, if you buy one of our now jeans, we'll send you three sachets. Um, and anyone that's already bought a now jean, just drop Owen a message on the website, and he'll sort you out with some yeah. uh, some sachets. Just knock on Owen's door. Yeah, we'll put his address in the, uh, in the comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite yeah, actually, let's honestly, crack on. If, if you send him your address, he'll come around and drop them off himself. He'll make you a mm. cup of tea as well. He probably would. He probably would. Quick review. So I know this is we're a day or so late, aren't <clears> we? <throat> just because our schedules have been a bit I'm gonna get into crazy. It. I forgot. Get into what? I forgot I was gonna get into it until we started recording and I looked at the card and I'm like, oh, I need to get into it. What do you mean getting into it? <clears throat> well What are we getting into? Well the the popular topic currently is Diego Sanchez, right? Mm. And all that shit that's going down. Oh, no, no, th- no, this I'm going to circle this back oh, around no. to this weekend's card. Right. I've been chatting with Diego. He's he's not in a good place, bless him. And his guru's not doing him any favors. What I say? If I, if I ever do anything like that oh, as I, a coach, if I ever do anything like that, I'll set Jimmy on you. Yeah, straight bullet. To I'll the set brain. Jimmy on you yeah. for sure. Just shut up. Um, I mean, the, unfortunately, I understand. I understand the circumstance from both perspectives. It was never gonna, ha- never gonna work out any other way than what it did. Asking for sixteen years worth of medical records to, you know, have a track of all the damage that he's received is only going to be met with a letter of "you're perfectly fine and capable." And in the last sixteen years of brutal knockouts and elbows and various training camp injuries and that, mm. you're absolutely the same person as you were back then. Yeah. Which of course Honestly. is not. <laughs> Honestly, you are. Which of course is not. When he's yeah. spinning around in the octagon with a scarf over his shoulders, he was always a, he was always a bit a bit out there, wasn't he? Like you remember him when he was on the Ultimate Fighter and he was meditating in the garden when the light when it was lightning. Diego was the, the cartwheels guy, right? He was he was yeah. The cartwheels. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> down down it was going downhill cart yeah. 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 So anyway, the reason this is coming back around is because and this is gonna be complimentary to Diego in the long run. The reason Diego didn't like me, and I, the thing I said that upset Diego way back in the day, which is why there's always been a bit of friction between us, is that I said he used to be a lot better than he is now. Right. Because he did used to be. Mm. Like, you think back to the Ultimate Fighter, he was a good grappler. Mm-hmm. He was he was tough as nails. But the thing that, like, there was a point in his career where he started out with, you know, good technique, good game plans. He was tough as nails back in the day, but he didn't start the fight with tough as nails. He started the fight with good grappling, good wrestling. And it was tough when he had to be. Exactly. He backed into a corner and he relied on the toughness. Exactly. After it had sort of gone wrong. It was like bit. C or D game plan. Mm. After A and B, yeah. maybe C had failed, he, you know, he's got that But he used to have on. a nice A and B plan. He used to have a great, he's a great yeah. grappler. And, you know, we've seen flashes of it against like Mickey Gall and Craig, uh, uh, you know, Craig White. But he's forgotten that part of himself. And And if you think back to who he was, the reason that it changed is because... The blood and guts just bleed Diego was so celebrated by the fans yeah. that that's who he became. Yeah. He started to deliver that because that's what they wanted. And he kind of lost himself along the way because he is a very good fighter. Mm. Anyway, the reason this comes around is because Diego got so much shit for not wanting to continue against Michel Pereira, right? Mm-hmm. He got so much shit for it. And he was perfectly within his rights to go, you know what? I'm not fit to continue this fight based on this current situation that I'm in right now. But there wasn't any 
Premiership football rolling around on the on the on the floor, drama about it, having to pretend you're unconscious so the referee mm-hmm. actually disqualifies you. So, like people have forgotten who Diego Sanchez was. Yeah, they've forgotten who he was. Like go go and watch the Clay Guida fight. Yeah, like like go and watch his fight against BJ but, Penn. But there is something like it almost goes against the unwritten rule. Like you guys are our heroes when you go in there. You're our heroes, and we can't even. We can't even like contemplate that you would withdraw yourself from the fight because no. you're a prize fighter. That's what exactly. you're doing. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the. the I, I I understand. I, I completely understand. He's well within his rights. And mm. from my coaching mindset, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, win or win or lose, you need to come out of this as healthy as we can get you out of it. Yeah, of course. I, mean, I, I don't like. I I, un- I understand from people's perspective, especially if someone seems to be okay. And they're like, yeah. they're nah. like, no, no, I'm, I'm nah, not I'm continuing. Done. I'm done. Yeah. Like the the reason that those rules are in place, like the strikes to the back of the head and you know knees to the ground opponent under the unified rules and those kind of things. The reason they're there is because they're there. Like mm. they're the rules for a reason. And if somebody then breaks those rules, it, they've put themselves in a situation where the other fighter can go, I'm out. Mm. I'm not the same fighter that I was before I took that knee to the head on the ground. Yeah. But what doesn't need yeah. to happen is all the acting up. No, and and the re- and part of the reason I think that's happened a lot recently, it's happened a lot recently, is because of the shit that Diego Sanchez got after the Michelle Pereira right. fight. Like, if you think of all the ones that have happened, right? We've had Darren Stewart, we've had uh, Aljamain Sterling. Over in One FC, we had Lapicus against Eddie Alvarez. Mm. We had another one with Zolt Setseg with that kick spinning out of the heel hook, and Nakahara went. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like every one of these. Like in a car crash and trying to claim insurance. Like, oh, oh, oh exactly. Definitely my neck. And and I'm and I'm not I'm not shitting on her in any way because it was a good fight up until this point. But Luana Pinero, mm. as she got kicked, she looked. She was conscious as she went down and then played the game. It like- and, and I don't I don't I understand because because like okay, you take an up kick, you don't feel like you're ready to continue. The fights disqu- the fights in no contest or a DQ. I, just, I want the I want the bit where people have to act up so they don't get shit on afterwards yeah. to stop. Because like Diego didn't act up, he was just like, "No, I'm not. I'm not I'm fit not enough to continue." Yeah. And everyone trashed him. Yeah. yeah. Right. So now I mean, people have started to like Aljamain Sterling. If he'd have actually took a clean legal knee, not unconscious, like when uh, Marlon Moraes knocked him out cold, hmm. he was back upon his feet before he was with the delete the illegal one against with the glancing yeah. or you know not not a flush at least was it right? And if that was in if that was on yeah. one rules or pride rules or whatever, the fight would have continued. He hmm. wouldn't it, it, you know it would have been a it would have been a good shot, but he he wouldn't have he wouldn't have given the win for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I see where you I see where your argument is circled to because we got straight into it, didn't we? Yeah, it did, yeah. I didn't even think about it. I looked at the card and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've got stuff to say about yes. this. Yeah. Um I, I just, can't watch football. No. I can't watch it. Like how many like, of the, how many of those memes do you see where you've got the, 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 got the player yeah. and he's like looking out the corner of his eye while he's clutching his ankle? You can't do that, man. He's like, I don't know how a grown man does that in front of all those people and he's like called to look in the mirror the, the next morning. Do you know, know what I mean? He's like, like and the kids do it. I want to take my kids to football. They're to all like, oh, oh, it's the culture, man. I'm like, get up. Yeah. Get up. Now, get up. I, I, I just, I don't want that to creep into MMA. Yeah. I think all no, fans, see, yeah, when they're watching, point. should keep it in mind. 
Yeah. Like if if you take a like and I'll tell you like my my UFC debut I got kneed in the head by Gona mm. when I was down. And I your your preset is yeah okay let's go let's keep going. Of course let's keep going. It doesn't matter what happened. You're always yeah I can see both eyes are fine. You know, everything's fine. I, and but I don't remember the rest of that fight from that. Yeah. But, but, but you're going to realize how. fight until somebody stops you from fighting. Exactly. But not everyone is, you know. I, I, no. I would say a large percentage of people who have got to the level that they've got to in the fight in the UFC must have that in them. I'm fighting until someone stops me. Either that's my opponent or it's the referee. But not everyone. But there's ways to win. Yeah. And that's and that's and and there are also ways to give a fight away by doing something stupid. Mm. Like like the Eric Anders mm. thing, that being what was that declared a no contest because he yeah. was baiting him. Yeah. Like that's that's number one bullshit. <laughs> like that is the most number one bullshit. Yeah. But at the same time, Eric Anders kneeing Darren in the side of the head, an illegal shot, he uh, he puts himself in a position by not being mm. aware of with his weapons. Mm. He puts himself in a position where he loses the fight. We're talking about, you know, we're always talking about mastery. Like if you're if you have true mastery of mixed martial arts, then that's not a scenario. Yeah. You're, in con- you're in control. You know, I- I- irrelevant of levels of fatigue, irrelevant of all the 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 factors that could contribute to making a poor decision. We're talking about mastery, mm-hmm. and like if you have mastery, this is not going to be an issue. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And that's the goal, it's, right? It, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's a, it's awareness of your tools and it's awareness yeah. of the arena and the, the the rules that you're fighting within. Like yeah. it's like and and and, and one uh, you know we've been doing some stuff uh, uh, you know covering one recently, and they overturned that uh, the Eddie Alvarez mm. thing, and I'm not I'm not so sure I agree with it. I think they should have stuck with the with the decision because, like, it was an illegal striking target, and you know, yeah. anybody competing at that level. Anybody that's fighting on a televised card is competing at a decent level, and yeah, can you, and ever... you should know those those rules. You should know where where the illegal shots are because yeah. they were illegal shots. There's no way around it. Have you ever thrown anything and you just didn't, you didn't realize you'd thrown it? It's illegal. You a, a downward elbow, you've thrown anything, no. and you're just like, no, never. Oh, shit, I didn't even realize I did that. No, I, I can't. I can't ever think. I can't ever think. But I'm, I'm like never accidentally knocked anybody out either. Yeah. That's just, you yeah. know, it was, it was just, I was always, I always felt like I had fairly good control there. That's why Paul Daly and I had such good sparring sessions back mm. in the day. Because he always had excellent control, mm. which you would need with someone like Paul. Because he'd just spin your head around 360 yeah. every time he <laughs> yeah, hit you. Right. Um, but yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I, I was disqualified once for that kick to the groin. Yeah. But you can see that. Yeah. It was an inside low kick yeah. as he was moving forward and it yeah. slid up the inside of his leg. Same, no, 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 not at all. And he made a meal out of that. Of course he did, and he got the he, and they put the belt over him as they carried him out on the stretcher. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Japanese fanfare, oh, right? Man. Of course, of course, that's what they're going to do. Oh man, I've been watching watch loads TV of over there. Do you know what I mean? Recently, <laughs> I've been watching. I've been watching. I was very disappointed. I was on the Rising website the other day trying to find their their store to see if I can grab some merch, and there's no way to translate it into English. So I'm going I'm to need oh, really? one of your children to come around yeah, and help yeah, shop get on me their website. She'll, yeah, uh, she translate it yeah. for me. Yeah, no, I've been watching some some of the old Japanese stuff. I'm oh, gonna, I love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. some breakdowns of um, Mark Hunt against Ray Sefo, one of my favorites, and Kao Klai Kenorsing against Mighty Mo. We watched them both the other day, didn't we? It's just insanity. They're the, amazing. The Sefo and um, Mark Hunt fight is just insanity in it. I love it. It's one of the best kickboxing matches that's ever happened. I said to you the other day, ninety nine point nine percent of that popu- of the global population 
can't take one of those shots, uh-uh. not one of the shots no. in that fight. And, and they were taking hundreds. Multiple and laughing hundreds. at each other. And kissing each other on the cheek. Crazy. Insane. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you saw that comparison as well, because you don't quite realise how much, you know, part superhero Sefo and Hunt are. Yeah. Until Hunt progresses to the next round to fight Adam Watt and he cannot deal with Hunt's power no. and he cannot hurt him. So man power. That's amazing. Can't mess. Um, so Can't anyway, miss. that was my speech about the prelims. Yeah, and right, the rest wow. of it was largely kind of... kicked off with a bit of fire there, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. I mean, Diego's released, right? Yeah. Gone. Yeah, I hope one sign. I'd love to see him fight Aoki. Yeah. Imagine that. It'd be a good destination for him. It'd be a great a good fight, fight for be, him. You know, yeah. We were saying one need... They need a few more mm. names, yeah. a few more recognisable names. Be mm. an interesting proposition for some of the from their for, for some of their striking base guys as well to have to deal with him. I just and, don't think his yeah. coach should be allowed to travel with him. No <laughs> visas, so, no. no visas. I'm no. afraid. No. Yeah, I do feel bad for Diego because he's he's in such a bad situation where like he's right at the end of his career. Like I bet he's like you imagine like we feel. Like we were moaning before the camera turned on, like my hips aching from something I've done. My next fucked. You're fucked, aren't yeah. you? Like we're we're all, we're all getting old. We're you're you're fourteenth, mate. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Okay. Seventeenth. Oh. Yeah. So you're yeah. a lot older than me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're massively yeah. old. You keep me. saying three days. Yeah, I know. I, just, I nearly said three That's days. Why then I, I said quickly it. did that very That's very why I'm going immediately. Fourteenth. Basic like, maths. Right. Thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. Four days older. Yeah. So we're so we're both heavy four days soon. So it was a long four days. days. Yeah, Yeah. not happen. But like, like Diego's been fighting in the UFC for sixteen years. Yeah, like he's like he's had the hell beaten out. It's not even fighting in the UFC for sixteen years. The training to fight for sixteen years. It's the sixteen years of training that's the problem. I'm gonna pull up his topology page. You can see how unscripted this fucking show yeah, is. Right. The, I've the got spirit a of Owens in the room. Of course you have. I've got seen a, you reading from I, it. I've got a script. All, all the, I don't know how much money he's making off these podcasts. I don't know. It's in my house and everything. I didn't even get electricity money for it. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. What was I searching? Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Diego Sanchez. Comes up higher on the search of Diego Maradona. How about that? <laughs> I was, so the reason I'm pulling up his topology page is because it tells you how many fights have been cancelled for him as well. Oh, poor Leon. Again. Mate, we literally... You can't catch a break. Literally, man. what was it? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, researching. Like, getting ready, getting the playlist together, getting prepped. We finally got to record it yesterday. And we were, we were done by, what, half 10, 10.30? PM. Sent all the files off. Went to bed. Woke up this morning. Cancelled. Fights cancelled. Well, postponed. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like a month, a lot of, t- lot of things happening. A lot of things could happen. Like enough could happen in that month. You'll have right. to we'll completely redo that again. There you go. There I you bet go. people don't realise it's basically a day over a day, right? Oh, what for preparation? Yeah, the, for, the, the breakdown two. shows take me three days. It takes yeah. me two days to prep, and then then the day that I shoot is the day I have to you know kind of go through and, and you know get my brain in gear. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of work to get cancelled the next morning, <laughs> yes. isn't it? But yeah. so many have gone over the years. That's why we started doing the war rooms closer to the weekends because mm. it was like, like over the years, the amount of shows that we've recorded, the amount of money that the UFC have wasted on shows that no one's ever seen that were good shows as well. Especially what they're paying, what oh, they're man. putting out per show. Crazy. Yeah, well, we're on the stock exchange now, so better tighten that up. Other shareholders will have something to uh, yeah. grumble about. That's why they're firing people left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. 
I, well, you know, I just keep telling well, people that they're doing their job wrong, and that's or they're not doing their job yeah, at all. Or just and that's that's my error. You know, do something vaguely well, close to your prick. job. I'm such, would, a, such a mouthy prick. Would, would, would help. Don't lie though. You don't, don't lie. Don't fucking lie. Don't lie to me. You know, you I'm gonna lie. call you out on it. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, moving on. So where are we? Are we? Are we? Well, are we you, still... were, you were looking at Diego's topology. I'm done. I'm, I've looked at it. All right. It was fascinating. You're just looking at it. You're not going to tell anyone. I'm about not sure anything look at about it. it. No. Why would I? Anyway, everyone knows where topology is. <laughs> they can look at it. Just, well, the thing is, it shows you how many fights have been cancelled, and and you know he's got he's had loads of injuries over his career, with you know various things and surgeries, and you know he's, and then he's always spent his money on weird shit like, um, do you remember that anti gravity chair he bought? It cost him like fifteen thousand dollars or something. No, Fucking I don't mean that. I love the guy, but he's mad. Crazy. He's mad. Um, he is a bit mad, isn't he? Ultimate Fighter Series one. You look at the people he's fought on his record: Winsover, Koscheck, Kenny Florian, Nick Diaz, John Alessio, Cara Parisian, Joe Riggs. Yeah, but this was this was early, this is when this he was like early days, mate. Plan was, A, Plan B, Diego. Yeah, this yeah. was good, Diego. Didn't yeah. He? You know, lost a decision to pre John cartwheel. Fitch. Pre, Pre-Guru, pre-Cartwheel, pre-Awakening, pre pre-Finding Christianity again, pre-Abandoning Christianity and going back to being a nightmare. <laughs> All of it. All of it. Just what, find somewhere in the middle, Diego. Contender. Leave the ends of spectrums alone. Just find somewhere nice and safe in the middle. Yeah. You'll be right. 11th greatest lightweight fight of all time against BJ Penn. He left about four pints of his DNA on the canvas in that fight. And he was always between weight classes as well. He was those yeah, 162 yeah. Yeah, guys, you know. He was. He was really good. Like, you look at some of the monsters he's fought and beaten. Bill Kaiden, Fiorvanti, Joe Stevenson, Clay Guida, Paolo Thiago, Martin Campman, Takanori Gomi, Ross Pearson, Jim Miller, Martin Held. Like, there are no easy yeah. fights here. Good era. Good era back then, weren't it? It was a fun yeah. era. But I mean, you know, that illegal knee, you got a four fight losing streak now, and now mm. he's been, oh no, a three fight losing streak. Now he's been released. I I hope he gets picked up by someone. I I I just don't want to see him in bare knuckle because he's already got too much scar tissue on his face. I want to I want him to go over to like one or Rising and have some like superstar fights, like rematch yeah. Gomi and Rising, yeah. or you know I'll take the winner. I'll take them both. At Saitama. Oh, imagine fifty thousand seat arena. All Everyone wearing outlaw bandanas. All about Saitama Arena. Um, okay, good. so would you want to talk about the main yeah, event? Yeah, well this, well, this will cheer you up because you picked Chikadze's body kicks, didn't you? Of course you did. Of course you did. Course you did. the reason they call it the Giga Kick. If someone's got a technique that they call themselves, like Mike Swick, yeah. he's Swickertine. Don't put yeah. your head out. Yeah. No? I mean, he he was devastating. It was devastating, weren't it? And like anyone that's been hit with that shot before, it all went, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what do you do with him? Where do you, well, he's, he's called out a couple of people, hasn't he? Yeah, but I think he was trying to get rematch quickly. I think he was trying to get on to fill in this card coming. Oh, I think well, that's what he was saying. He's like, I'm sweet. And if someone's dropped out, drop me and I'm good. I bet we've not got updated rankings yet, have we? No. But I mean, no, like... Oh, no, he is. He is. He's up, he's at 10 now. Oh, is he? He's at 10. i tell you what would be a lightning fight. And Barbosa's fighting this weekend, isn't he? Yeah. Like, um, um, No, sorry. He's on 262. Right. Um, Bob, can you imagine Barbosa yeah. against Chikadze? Kickfest, yeah. love it. I was thinking Evloev as well, but he must have jumped above him. Evloev just would just wrestle, smush him into the fence. Yeah, he won't be able to do anything with that. That's the thing with Giga is I don't think he's I don't think his grappling game is quite elevated to the point where 
you know, if you put him in there with some of those really strong wrestlers in feather he's featherweight, he's, there, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's going to struggle with. Yeah, yeah, fight. Yusuf's allowed to be a fun yeah. fight, especially because he's always on his bike. Yeah, I mean, Aldo would be a fun fight. Oh, that's bantamweight, isn't it? Mm. God, Aldo moving down to bantamweight. Yeah, I, I would, I would like to see the Barbosa fight, even though you know Barbosa's below him now. Kick first. Who's Barbosa got the, on the two sixty two? Chikadze seems game though. Burgos, that's it. There we go. Yeah. So I mean, the winner that'd be a good shout. Yeah. We know that's just, yeah. Shane Burgos is a place above him. So like, so say Edson Barbosa beats Burgos, Giga and Barbosa is is a just a, a kickboxing extravaganza, isn't mm. it? Giga against uh, Calvin Cater would be a great fight as well. Or the Calvin Korean got, zombie. Calvin or, matched. Uh, Calvin's not matched, is he? I don't think so. No. I think he's still got an ice pack on his yeah, maybe, Max Holloway. Yeah. Um, Yaya Rodriguez time. would be a good fight for Giga as well. You know, flashy yeah, Yaya wouldn't take against... that though, would he? No, he could get out. Too high up. Yeah. Yeah. I think Giga's I think Giga's looking good. And I think the way to beat him, the person that's gonna test him is someone that can clinch him and ground him. Mm. I mean, what is he, a purple belt now, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Mm. Something like that. Yeah, you're right. Going back to that Evloev matchup, that's not gonna be enough, is it? No, he'll just get, get round up against the fence. Do you think so what did you think of the Kutalaba Jacobi draw? Because it, it, I mean, it was a draw, it right? Twice, yeah. It, it was a draw. It's, it's that thing that you know where it was going. Yeah. But it, he, you know, Kutalaba did so much in that first round. He just, you know, it's yeah. It just, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. It's, it's been, it's been interesting at the moment. I've been having some conversations with some of the UK judges. Uh, you know, like David Leatherby and mm. Ben Cartlidge and stuff, chatting about because I've been working on these on these one fights and these one rule sets, and they judge the whole fight yeah. as one instead of round by round. And then then it kind of got me, and I, I've, this has been a conversation in my head, which I probably shouldn't share with you, but um, I've been kind of kicking around the like like what's the purpose of judging? Like if it, in a sporting context, we're trying to figure out who's won the the time allotted. Mm. Right, but if we're looking at it from a martial arts context, the reason that the judges were brought in just was so we didn't get ninety-minute fights mm. that we had to all sit through. So, like, we're trying to figure out who's the better martial artist. So, like, say for example, Kutalaba um, has a great round and a round and a bit, and then starts to lose it because he's gassing. Mm. It's not not going any other way. No, it's not, you don't come back from there. No. So that's the thing. It's well, like it's I, like I like that. I like what you said about. What are the judges there for? If I think about it like that, then it is then judges there about the whole should be about the whole fight. Yeah. Who who win? Who, if you know, if there isn't a finish, who who's dominated the whole fight as one, not the rounds. Yeah, that but, makes more sense. But right? but then but then do you score like? I don't know whether this, whether this was ever official in the pride rules, the pride judging criteria, but they the 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 rumor was that they scored the later rounds higher mm. because obviously the trajectory of the fight was going in that direction yeah so like if you have a rough five minutes mm. it's like say adcc for example they don't score the first six minutes of the match yeah. burn yourselves out guys <laughs> we'll start judging it after that exactly yeah yeah mm. I, I don't i'm, I'm kind of it's just up for debate i don't think I, I mean honestly from a sporting context i think people are supposed to be judged within the allotted time of what's happened, which, you know, the allotted time is there to encourage people to do the work within that time. But if you gash yourself out in the first round, 
yeah. the fights only go in one direction, it kind of feels like you should weight the last round a little bit higher because yeah. you've managed yourself be- better. Like if we and, just think you know, of it through that, what are the benefits of having three rounds? What are the benefits of scoring the individual rounds over the fight as a whole? Well, the, the, main, the main reason I was given, which makes the most sense, is that people have got a short memory. <laughs> right. They so, also have notepads. That's very <laughs> true. One of those? That's very true. Uh, yeah. But they'll yeah. remember. But then, then again, maybe that's the right thing to do. Maybe the right thing to do is Just to remember, remember the, the best. The, you know, the, the last thing yeah. that happens sort of yeah. thing. What's yeah. your lasting impression yeah. of the fight? Yeah, who's dominant towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like with that Eddie Alvarez fight against Ray Yoon Oak, like he got dropped bad in the first round. So if I was scoring that on the, uh, the unified rules, the first round would have been a 10-8 for Oak. Mm. Eddie would have probably taken the second round of 10-9. And in the last round, I mean, I still scored it to Oak. But best case scenario would have been Eddie again. So it would have been a draw. Yeah. But then if yeah. I look at the fight, Eddie at no point had Oak anywhere close to finished. Not taken down and held no. down, not attacked with a submission, not hurt. Like not clearly hurt anyway. Whereas Eddie, the referee almost intervened. Mm. I'm like, well, it happened in the first round. Yeah, but it was still the closest thing that happened to, to finishing finish. the fight yeah yeah I mean even even in a rematch you can only see you know almost a, a mirror of what happened like yeah. Kutalab will come out and try and finish it in one mm-hmm. and Jack will be, will be as elusive as he can yeah and try and grind it out in three I would imagine I can't see it being any other way right that's no. the you know yeah yeah we're gonna run out of tape aren't we, we uh, we're doing all right this is the point where I normally check, which means we're about 13 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. And the, and the thing's recording as well. Yeah. It's, it's like it's I don't have to worry about these in, things anymore, eh? isn't it? It's, it's almost I feel like... a bit redundant, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, and it's the main event. Well, oh, yeah. Man, I, feel, God, I feel for Reyes, man. He's, he was on such a tear and now he's just, you know. he's t- He's lost to some seriously... Higher level guys, though, wasn't it? Mm. Like, like, and he said something on social media about loving the game, and you know the game doesn't always love you back. And I was sort of resonating with what he was saying. Like, he's just, it's just, he's in the hurt locker a little bit, and he's he's fought some of the best, and he's mm. come off worse, and now he has to rally, and now he has to, you know, I'm sure they'll give him someone that is winnable, you know, and I think he probably deserves it after it's, you know, after who he's fought. I would think so. I mean, he's only it's had fifteen fights. Yeah. You look yeah. at you look at Prochka's record on the other side. He's got twenty eight and mm. seven and whatever else it is his record. It's like you you've got you've got to you've got to think that there's still there's still a lot of learning for Dominic Reyes. Mm. You know, to, to be fourth in the world at the moment. Oh, I mean, he's dropped two places. He's fifth now. Yeah. But that, I mean, there's plenty of fights below him. He'll be you, he'll be back, man. Yeah. He just needs to build. He's build some experience with those. Five to fifteen mm-hmm. ranked fighters, doesn't he? Get three or four more and build a run up and get back up there. Yeah, so there's some good options here. You know, it's a good fight. Krilov, I like Johnny him, Walker, I said in preview, would be a good like, one. I like how he fights. I just, I just think he's a little bit green, and I think if you went back to the point in Prochka's career where he was fifteen fights in, you'd see the same things in his game. Yeah, like he's grown a lot since right. he was fifteen fights into his career. He was far more one stanced. He was far more vulnerable to low kicks. So you can see the 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 gift of time that Prochka's had to fill out his, mm. his experience, and Reyes has just not had that. Mm. You know, he was picked up as a prospect because he was smashing everybody early on. Yeah, and he got accelerated super quick. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, that that's where he's at right now. Um, 
it, so there's plenty plenty of time to get him get him back. I mean, he, no, he's only young, isn't he? Still, he's in his twenties. Yeah, he's thirty-one. It's plenty of time. Plenty of time. Prohaska can make a run to the top. Yeah, I think he can. I think so. Yeah, I, I think he's. Enough. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's awkward enough. I've been trying to think of other fighters that are like him. I was watching one today, actually. Tim Elliott is very similar to that. Yeah. You know, Corey Sandhagen's like that. You know, we're seeing we're seeing those fighters. They've got those unorthodox movement patterns where they're just kind of they're more focused on the space between themselves and their opponent, and not so much on the techniques they're going to throw. Mm. They just kind of throw what's there, you know, and just yeah. flow through it. Nicely put. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I think yeah. he's very good, and and you know, he, you know, he's he, he's tall enough, he's big enough, he's strong enough, he's conditioned enough. He takes a big shot. I mean, he's done that in both of his fights so far. You got to think, who whoever comes out of this winner of the light heavyweight fight between um, Yan and Tashira, both of those guys are pretty much bread and butter kind of fighters, mm. orthodox, you know, good mm. straight punches, strong in the clinch, good kicks. Strong top game, you know, yeah. good fundamentals as we talk about with Glover Teixeira specifically. Yeah, but Jan, Jan's a slightly younger version of the same kind of model. Mm. Prohochka's so different to that. Yeah, he's, he's a, he's a spanner in the works. Yeah, a wrench for those. A wrench. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. Fun prospect, eh? Really fun. Really fun. Well, this card's a train wreck. For it's been all over the place, yeah, hasn't it? it? So I think place. we settled on something, haven't we? Yeah. Cowboys coming to uh, bolster the bolster the card. Yeah. Well, so that, well, this is the problem, isn't it? So we're recording this on what day is it? Oh, it's May the fourth, isn't it? Dun 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 dun. dun. Oh. Oh shit! Well, You're gonna be in trouble now when Owen sees that. this. Should have super glued that on. Super glue it. Look at that yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh. Thanks. Um, yeah, so it's May the fourth, isn't it? So um, at the moment, I'm looking at the Tapology card, which has Cowboy way down at the start of the main card and seven fights on the main card, which can't be right. But then Wikipedia don't even know what day it is, and UFC think they're Bellator. Some for some reason, their cards all over the place. It's it's. So no one seems to know really exactly what's going on this weekend. Oh, hang on. Wikipedia's finally updated to the... Oh, just uh, in time. Oh, look at that. Well done, Wikipedia. Someone will <laughs> be talking shit. It's amazing that they are... Like, if I was the UFC, I would want the card It should card, be the best right? website <laughs> the in the fastest, fucking world. The fastest thing. It first, I, I wish it's, you know, just not saying anything about it, but it, it is, it's so frustrating how bad the website is. Yeah. Like, why, why, haven't, why have they not got all of their... All of their fighter stats on there. Why are their records not accessible? Like, why can I get more information from Sherdog or Tapology or yeah, Wikipedia amazing. than I can from the UFC website? Yeah. Of of all the things to get right, you'd think we'd yeah. get that right. Anyway, not our problem. Anyway. Anyway. So who is who's kicking it all off? First thing. Well, Wikipedia page has got Christian Aguilera against oh. Carlson Harris as the first fight on the preliminary card. So shall we start oh, there? That's cool because I haven't even looked at that. You know, looked at <laughs> no, that. No. That's not even on my list. Wow, oh dear. Wow, uh, Carlson oh. Harris has fought our friend Carbooth. Has uh, it? I think it was in Brave. Yeah, Carl's with Brave now, right? Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I had a look at both of these guys. Uh, well, Christian Aguilera's had a couple of fights in the UFC. He's a he's a lot of fun to watch. He's got very heavy hands. Um, so he fought uh, Anthony Ivy in his debut and knocked him out in the first minute. Just heavy-footed, oh, settled power puncher. You I know? know who he is. But then Sean Brady in his next one. Man's got tattoo power. Hasn't yeah, he? man, he's got a nasty guillotine. Hasn't yeah, he? and that was that was one of those where he adjusted it and he had one hand controlled on his on his chin and then he readjusted it and um and and he fought till he went to sleep. So yeah. you know the, the, he's, he's one and one in the UFC. I always think with that, you know, when they're because so, so a, like an amateur intermediate thing to do is to hold on to guillotines too long when you know when you know you haven't got it or you don't know you haven't got it. You think you've got it and you haven't got it. But then, when I see like the, the the elite level adjusting and adjusting, like what what is the what is the thing that is keeping them in there to adjust compared to like a rookie who is in there when he shouldn't be in there? Well, that that's the the difference is the word adjust. Yeah. So, like Nate Diaz is a really good example. He's got four guillotines on his record, and not one of them was a clean, perfect wrap you yeah. up and finish you with a guillotine. It's more like like. Just ed- yeah. edging into position, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I can literally play him, play all four of his guillotines through in my brain. But it like so, the Marcus Davis one was was uh, half guard top, and he wrapped him and dropped off to the side. Mm. But it had to adjust and adjust. Um, Melvin Gallard sh- shot a lazy shot, and he landed on his ass with his legs wrapped up, and actually went for the guillotine there and finished it. Yeah, you know, Jim Miller's shot ended up getting his tongue caught between his teeth oh. in the guillotine. That was rough. But like each one of the Nate Diaz guillotines, it, it none of them were perfect. There was always something that he had yeah. to tweak and change. Then you think of Brian Ortega. Like who was it he guillotined when they picked him up and he just had a chin strap, one arm guillotine, and then he yeah. grabbed it and finished it. I'm not sure. It, it's, it, we talked about it with Harry Cejudo though, right? It's mm. the difference between having a technical understanding and having a fundamental understanding. Yeah. Like the difference is a, a, a white belt or a blue belt has got a technical understanding of a guillotine which means they don't have the fundamental understanding of how to adjust it to make it yeah. work. So they can waste their time on it. Yeah. Whereas you like if Nate was a blue belt and you watch him scrambling for that guillotine, you go, just get top position because mm. you're not going to figure out how to make this work, whereas Nate can. Yeah, you have less... Um, I can't think of the word. Nuances. You have less nuances yeah. when you're a rookie, don't you? Whereas mm. as an elite guy, you can... You know, there's there's many different paths to get to that finish from what looks like similar positions yeah. to to an onlooker, but to to that higher level, it's not all the same. There uh-huh. is there is different routes from that position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and like so, say like you think about it from a striking perspective, you don't you, you don't want to be thinking, you don't want to be thinking at all about what your feet are doing. Mm. You should have drilled your footwork into your system to a point where your feet do what you need to mm. to support your thought process. Mm. So like with Nate, he's not thinking about his technique. He's not observing himself. He's yeah. his, his, his subconscious has taken over that part. So he's observing his opponent. So he's not thinking about, I'm attacking with a guillotine. He's thinking, I'm attacking his neck. Yeah, where's the space? Where's he moved to? Yeah. So it's not angle? even a technique. Yeah. yeah, right. Like Each one of them is slightly different. And none of them are orthodox guillotines. Mm. They're all very different. And and you just you think to yourself, well... That's because he knows how the neck works and how he needs to pressure it in order to stop it working. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to some crossover stuff we would have talked about before about, like for instance, kicking kicking a ball or whatever. It doesn't have to be perfect. The end, you know, you'll find a way to get the end result. Mm. It's a bit similar to that. Like, okay, 
I'm going to guillotine or find a way to get. It's not going to be. There's not. It's not. It's never A, B, C, D. Like there's just. You know, you have to go. There's a couple of A's and a B and a. You know, there's a D there, but I'll find my way through mm. and I'll get the result. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. you might drop into C and have to go back to A yeah. to get yeah. back to to get to D again. You know. Yeah. But that's you know that's where experience comes into play, and that kinesthetic awareness of yeah, an opponent. Love it. Love it. It's because it's all fresh in my brain, you see, Jimmy, from yesterday when I recorded. You know, you watch that McGregor breakdown, though, and, and like the different stages of control. Like, we went through it, didn't we? And it's like, like McGregor shoots, he slides into a guillotine, and McGregor knows that that's Nate's game. Mm. So he runs around to try and pass, gets yeah. one leg over, but Nate manages to sneer the other Snagged one with it. his legs. And it's like, he, he, he doesn't, he feels McGregor moving, and he knows what's vulnerable, but without, without a sight awareness. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's amazing to watch it, and and it's so easy to overlook it. It's so like, easy to overlook. Like it. Ages and ages ago, we we talked to Victor Estimar, and he and, he, and I never understood what he was really trying to say, but he was talking about the language of jujitsu, and it was like you're not thinking in jujitsu; you're thinking in like human almost. Mm. You need to be think think in jujitsu, yeah, because. The, the language is not as complicated as you think it is. When you know it, it's not as complicated as you think it is. There's always, this happens, you do that. That happens, you do this. Like There's a mm. there's a flow and a rhythm to all languages, you know. I'd yeah. never, you know, not that I get it now, but I understand what he means. I understand what he means as conceptually now. I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not very good at it. No, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> talk about it for a little bit. Of course. <laughs> we can sound like we know what we're talking about. Jimmy um, said that the other day. He said, you should just sell cars, you know, because you sound like you know what you're going on about. Well, I know you don't. <laughs> what did you say to Jimmy? You should thieve cars. I said, you fat. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly cramped then. I must have got some electric. Oh, no. There you go. Um, another plug. I know, another I know plug I've there. got them right here as well. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing footsie with you, honestly. I'm trying not to yeah. cramp. Let's not, not get them to feet. Let's not get them to feet. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, we're not talking about that. No, I'm not doing that. The amount of weirdos that have replied yeah. to Veronica's message some about feet freaks out there. <laughs> There's fucking loads of them. <laughs> no. I don't get it. It's not my thing at all, but no. it's clearly some people's thing. No. Although no one's gonna have a thing about my feet, let's be honest. I mean I'm I've been kicking people in the head with don't don't fucking judge. <laughs> don't judge. <laughs> I'd rather have my feet what? than your fucking ears. Well, yeah. well, yeah, there we go, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, 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 yeah. Can play that, that game. Give you that. We love each other, really. Yeah. This is this is how we communicate. I want, want your feet as my ears, right? <laughs> <laughs> although they actually not, aren't that diff- yeah. different. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit more moisturised. Your yeah. ears are a little you know. bit. It's because you can scratch. reach them. No, equally scratched. You can't up. reach your toes, though, can you, anymore these days, you know? No, no, we're all good there. Your... I just can't look back over my shoulder. I can't do. Thanks. Can't look back over your shoulder and see where the punches are coming from. Um, we've completely uh, we diverted. No, we were talking about Christina Aguilera who's on the I can't, I can't. Christ, Christian Aguilera. God, you must hate that. He's a he's a puncher. He's fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, you would be if your name was Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Wouldn't Carlson you? Ha- <laughs> Carlson Harris is going to try and jump on his back and take him down. That's what he's done to everybody I've mm-hmm. seen. All the clips I've seen him in, seen of him, he's like clamping onto people. He's taking him down against the fence. He's trying to maul him from top position. So Carl took him to a decision on Brave. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was years ago. It was, it was a five-round decision though, yeah. as well because I think it was for the belt. Right. Yeah, it was five fives, and and he was. I mean, Carl was frustrated at the end of it, but but he was all over him. And he's fought two people in a row called Wellington. What are the chances? I've never heard of anyone called Wellington. No, just Wellington boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, right. Um, I mean, he's making his UFC wise. debut one and one. What are you? What are you? What are you saying? What are you saying? I can't. I can't. I can't pick. You're gonna have to. I'll, I'll, to I'll say. I'll say. Uh, I'll say. Uh, Aguilera is gonna, gonna yeah. take it then because he's a little bit more experienced, a bit more popping his punches from what I can see. Um, already been in the octagon a couple of times. Good scrambling, strong in the clinch, good take down mm. defense. What's UFC stats saying? Um. You know the the other guy making his debut. You know, I mean, I know he's fought in Brave in a few other places, but it's 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 a different thing stepping into the UFC. It has that effect, doesn't it? Yeah, it, we've seen it too many times for it not to not to be a thing. And fair play for the guys that can come in on debut and deal with it. Like it shows a certain metal, doesn't it? Yeah, certain staunchness. It does. Be able to do that. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I would just. I would lean towards uh, towards Aguilera. My my, th- I need to close some windows on it. I'm losing track of things. Okay, the next one is Junyong Park, the mm. Iron Turtle. I love his nickname. Wow. Against Tufon Unchiqui. Unchiqui, yeah. He's powerful. He is. I was surprised he was a middleweight. I thought yeah. he was a big light heavyweight. When he's I was got a light heavyweight back on him, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's quite. Um, he's quite measured though. Yeah. Like he's quite good measured. high kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Surprisingly good high kicks, and he doesn't overthrow them either. He's not no. like overusing them. No. Like that was, was it. His. Uh, he's on the. He's on the his contender, contender series. series. Yeah. That was a yeah. head kick knockout, wasn't it? And then he also landed a knockout, a head kick against um, his next opponent as well. Come on, where's where's my. Uh, I thought yeah, Jamie Pickett. I, I just thought he was him, very but, measured and very mm. methodical. Um, Not many fights though. Five and zero. Oh. No, five and zero. Oh. Three amateur. Yeah, and a lot so of short like, fights as well. Jung Young Park's had three times the fights. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Jung Young Park is. What he's, has he's, he got a, he's, he's got a he's got a weird voice and he knows it and he plays up right. to it. <laughs> um, but he's yeah, he's just a he's just a, a fun dude. He's got a real fun energy. Man, he's fought. He, he took John Phillips and Barry Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is English weather. Yeah. Um, it's some tough scraps, you know. John Phillips and Barry are, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not sharpshooters. Do you know mm. what I mean? They're not sharpshooters. They're, no. like, they're tough scrappers, dudes. Though. Tough they're, scrappers they're, yeah, for sure. You know. I mean, I would say I would say Enchiqui's got a bit more finesse in his striking, yeah. and he can fight out of both stances as well. Oh, mate, he did a beautiful thing on the Contender series. I'll show you after, but you would, you would have seen it. But it, it's all, all the things that we've been talking about. Is the, you know when you talk about um, people skirting the octagon, and mm. at a certain point, instead of following, you just blend into into the opposite stance. He did that and threw a rear leg kick off the. Once he blended through a rear leg kick as they changed direction, it was really, really nice. I'll show you after, but um, nice. You'd uh, you'd appreciate it for sure. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I think he's I think he's a, he's a more talented striker than Parks faced as of yet in the UFC. Maybe not as not uh, any more heavy-handed than John Phillips. Mm. Um, but like it's going to be in, it's going to be difficult for Park to keep away from him with those kicks. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can see Park getting smacked, even if it's to the body. I yeah, but you know, Park up. must have some awareness about him to to not get caught by John. You know what I mean? John throws yeah. some some power in his hands, doesn't he? He does. I mean, he grappled a lot in that fight. Yeah, you know, that was. He, I think he'd been working a lot of judo in the build up, and he's got subs on his record. I mean, he's got you know rear naked chokes. He's got an anaconda on his record. Um, he's just. I wouldn't say he's a massive puncher. 
You know, the, the fights that he's ended with with strikes have been because he's he's worn people down. He's mm-hmm. hit them with a volume of punches, and and the difference in this one is that he's got to spend fifteen minutes trying trying yeah. not to get not one to get. clean shot yeah. on his chin. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. don't know as he's t- I don't know as he's strong enough to be able to grapple with Enchiqui. He just, he just looks like a light heavyweight. He looks like he's got not a shred of excess weight on his frame. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I think agree. Park's going to look like a small middleweight in, in front of him. Yeah, Enchiqui. Why, why am I making? Why am I making the picks here? That, this is not. Well, no, we started off because I watched that first one. Oh, it's because you're not doing your damn research. So so Where you bring notes for? Then? <laughs> well, I have, but the the cards all over the place. You know what I mean? You know, all over the place. Enchiqui, I'll pick it. And he was like, "No, I'm ready to record yet today. This was yesterday." It's like, "No, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready." I get. I have had a little bit on. I have a, li- a little what? bit on over the last twenty four hours. Not like you've got kids or anything. On. There's a bit going on. Um, okay. Who's next? Green Ryan, and Lima? No, I've got Benoit against... Adachev. Um, Adachev. 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 Benoit, not Benoit. Not Benoit. I would have thought Benoit when I first it's saw him. not, yeah. It's no, Benoit, Benoit, yeah. Um, he's on a, he, he, I, feel, I always feel really bad for Ryan because he's, he's a good fighter. He's on a skid. He's on a skid, <laughs> and his record yeah. doesn't—it doesn't do him him justice. He's not a ten and seven fighter, right? You know, split he, decision, two decisions. You know what I mean, like it is a skid, but it's not like three KOs in a row, no. is it? No, he's, he's a good fighter. I, I don't, I don't think that he's, uh, you know, I think he's suited at flyweight. I don't think he's quite big enough for bantamweight, but he's just—he's just not found his—he's just not found his feet quite in the UFC. You know, he's, he's up and down, but the majority of his losses are, are decisions. You know, seven losses. He's had five decision losses and two submissions, eight knockout wins out of ten yeah. victories. And the chef is all right. He is, but he's also not won a fight in the UFC yet. No, I thought it was good against uh, Sumadeji. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, he's three and three. He's quite, yeah, that's he's the other thing. You know, he's 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 small. I mean, he switches stance as well. Yeah. yeah, he fights longer than he actually is. Tyson Nam obliterated him with yeah. one shot, and even in the the fight against Sumadurji, he got hurt and was able to recover. Mm. And I, I think Ryan Benoit might be a bit quick for him. You reckon? Mm, I think so. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. Well. It's going to be a fun fight. Yeah. both of them lasts. have high outputs. I think it'll be a um, yeah, it'll be a firecracker of a fight. Yeah. You think? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards it. Benoit, but I'm, that's because I've got, I've got a bit of favoritism maybe in that direction. But I do, I mean, you know, experience-wise, skill-wise, I think he hangs. Hmm. I think he's probably, I mean, we've not seen a great deal of Adashev's grappling, um, but he's listed as a professional kickboxer and he's got kickboxing fights on fight yeah, as does, well. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that Benoit's got the MMA advantage in this one. Oh, I mean, it'd be good for him to, you know, it'd be good for him to get a win on his record and sort of reset that record a little bit. Yeah. Trains with Dana and Ricky Lundell. Ooh. Imagine that as a combination. Ricky Lundell to put you where he wants you and then Danaher to then, strangle the life out of you and yeah. rip your legs apart. Good combo. Yeah. That's a very good combo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll go with uh, Benoit then, shall we? Yeah, I reckon so. Nice. Uh, Ludovic Klein against Mike Trezano. Here's, um, here's a turn up for the books today. This completely took me by surprise. As well, as I was watching Trezano fight, I said, oh, that's a, that's a well-designed tattoo on his upper back. Of the MT, uh, in in like a all connected up and yeah. in uh, 
um, with the Italian flag. And V sitting across, she went, yeah, that's the Scarface logo. Oh, really? I'm like, I didn't how did you know that? that? Yeah, it's a Scarface logo. He's, oh, okay. it, it's a cool design. But anyway, yeah. it just surprised me she nailed that. It's not normally a movie, a trivia kind of gal, you know. Okay, there you go. But yeah, so Mike Trezano's got a Scarface tattoo on his upper back. And Ludwig Klein missed weight in his UFC debut. And it was Dude. the only thing that people were talking about after his win over Shane Young. Smashing. Smashed him. I, I thought amazing. he was like, I thought it was amazing. Because yeah. uh, Shane Young is good, stance, right? Very good. Yeah. Another guy that whose record doesn't really do him justice. He's better than than, mm. than what his what his record would suggest. I thought I thought uh, I thought Klein um, played with space really well. He was he was just out of range mm-hmm. a lot of the time, wasn't he? And he mm-hmm. was, is he a southpaw? Well, he switches his stance, and that was that was part of the reason why he was able to keep uh, keep pressure in um, Shane Young once he got him hurt. Is because he, he'd switch stances to throw the high kick. He was playing a lot with the front hand, wasn't he? Yeah, and and yeah. he was just using that He's as a, like a, a range gauge. I mean, his nickname um, is Mister Highlight. Yeah, I mean, it was a good finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a really good finish. Very He's, patient and then very 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 precise with his power. Yeah, once he chose to let it go, and the. Uh, Mike Trezano on the flip side, he's just he's a very slow starter. Right. He's a he's a very yeah. slow starter. He's, he's technically he's a good fighter. Well, he's he's a good fighter. Yeah. Technically he's a good fighter. He's had a couple of close close fights though. Like his fight against what's his name? Oh, violent Bob Cook. Bob Bob Cook. Violent um, Bob Ross. Um, um Luis Pena. Yeah. He had a good scrap against Pena. That was razor thin though. It was really close. And he's just He's just a very slow starter. He's, he seems to find himself in really bad positions really early that or might backed not work up out really early. Very good in this one. No, no. Yeah, he got that loss against Grant, Grant Dawson. We were speaking yeah. earlier. Like Grant Dawson is legit. Yeah, I think he's going to be really, really good. You've got his poster on your bedroom wall, aren't you already? Uh, no, I do not. Just think. Yeah. He says he hasn't, but you know. I used to have Pamela Anderson on my. Uh, Did you really? Yeah. Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I never really was, in, was interested. Like last in year, Anderson. sometime yeah. last year, I took it down. Did you? Sometime last no, no, year. Yeah. No, no. When I when I was a teenager, it was Pamela Anderson. Oh, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, not that long. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's quite a long time yeah. ago. You had Pamela Anderson posts. I had Megadeth posters <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> basically, says yeah. it all. That yeah. says it all. I had Megadeth. And that you know that massive Bruce Lee poster on the mm. wall in there? That was also on my bedroom wall. That actual one? The actual one. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the, the ninja poster I had, but I've replaced that one. I don't know where the other one's gone. Nice. I think my mum wrapped one of my Christmas presents in it one year. Um, Someone stole my cushion. I feel like I'm sliding down. It's underneath Jamie's chair. And Jamie stole it. Jamie stole it. Are you sliding? Can't Great Britain's because you've got no arse now, you don't do any squats. That's what no, it is. I, I can't keep himself I, in a back. chair anymore. The, the He's getting back on his the deadlifts. Seat is back. The, the, the deadlifts are nearly they're going pretty good. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, I'm great at useless non combat <laughs> exercise. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Um, where were we? Cl- we were uh, talking about um, Trezano, weren't we? Clyde's probably got this, hey? I just think he's brutal, isn't he? Yeah, and I think Trezano's been lucky to keep his record looking as clean as it is um, especially with him being such a slow starter it just stood out in my mind when I'm like really he's like he just doesn't seem like he gets going yeah. and go know? yeah whereas Klein he's you know he's a firecracker like isn't him. he yeah I like him alright more lock lining okay Phil Hawes against Kyle Daukas 
Yeah. Daukus, as in, you know, the younger brother, brother yeah. of Chris Daukus. Tall, rangy, awkward. When did, we, did we chat about this before? Not very athletic the, looking. They're basically the complete opposite complete of each opposite. other. Complete opposite. Like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll yeah. put complete opposites get see what happens. That's it. And then Phil Hawes w- was the actual body cast that they used for the action man figure, for the uh, He-Man figures, I believe. No doubt. Can you, no can doubt. you imagine, can't you? Was it Czech Congo that they used to, They used his torso to, to cast the Under Armour uh, mannequins? Really? I think they did, yeah. That's kind of cool. Isn't it, right? That's kind of cool. Yeah. When was... Where did we have... I swear there's a funny story about Chick Congo. I can't remember it. That was I can't good. remember it or I'm, sen- I'm censoring it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm self-censoring We'll have to wait it. another 12 years for time <laughs> yeah. to pass before we can tell that story. Um, Phil Hawes against Kyle Daukus. Look, this is obvious how this is going to play out. It's either going to be Phil Hawes is going to smash him in the first round... Or Daukus is going to pick him apart and probably strangle him in the later. It can't rounds. be any other way. Can I it? just don't see how it, can't how it can happen way. any other if, way. If Chris can not get caught, yeah. it, it, yeah. you know, it's all his. Yeah. I, I'm when you have someone like Phil Hawes, I'm I'm fascinated to know like how much conditioning. I think maybe we said this last time, but how much conditioning can you do with him to get him to the point where like like the best conditioning program in the world, like just whatever it is, how mu- how much longer can he give him before he gasses out? Mm. If he, you know, if you assume there's X is his output and, you know, he needs to put X amount of output out there to win a fight, how long can you just keep him in the, in the game for? Do you know what I mean? Because it's, you're never going to turn him, him into Habib. No. Like he's never going to do that, no matter what. No. Maybe if he, maybe you know, if he took some EPO, maybe he might, he might get close. But, but yeah, he's never well, going to be that. That was my next question. Like even even with all the drugs in the world, like I still don't think he could. You know, it's his it's his physiology, it's just, isn't it? He's yeah. just power. It is what it is. I just it reminds like, me of Kevin Randleman. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that. We, did we watch that the other day? Didn't we? With the uh, the slam against Fedor, just just raw muscle mass and power. Yeah. And, 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 and lean and strong and yeah, all kinds of, of stuff yeah. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the thing is it's like Kyle Daukus has got to kind of weather a, what should be a really early storm, unless you know, unless Phil Hawes goes the you know the Tyron Woodley direction and he paces Wait. himself and he picks his uh, opportunities. So my, my next sort of thought about that conversation is, if I was his coach, it would be. Everything would be about being efficient and not wasting, not wasting a punch. Yeah, you'd have to be, and I, and I don't think he has to be a tyrant. I don't think he has to not do stuff. He just has to be efficient, and you know the way he manipulates his opponent with space and, and timing would be mm. paramount. How would it have happened? How would it have worked for wrestling though? Because like, like you look at someone like Usman, yeah. and you're like, well, he's he's a really strong wrestler, and you can imagine the pace that he would manage to be able to keep on a wrestling match. Yeah. But then I look at someone like Phil Hawes, who was also another standout wrestler, and I'm like, why doesn't that come across? What is it? Is it six and two threes wrestling? Or six and a three or I don't know enough about it. I should I should message somebody. I'm more yeah, interested in the technique two, than the time. <laughs> to get that to get through that six. Yeah. You know, that's to get the through their training. Yeah, but even even three minutes of wrestling at the level that Phil Hawes was wrestling at. You yeah, know, there's someone, there's is, someone watching. Right. I, I hate the fact that there's some, definitely someone watching right now that could answer this question like real, real soon. Yeah, no, God, English don't. Let me see if I anything can. about wrestling. Don't even know the timings. Oh well, first of all, that person that's complaining that has can now 
create Phil Hall's a Wikipedia page because he doesn't have one. Right. I would have thought he would have one. Right, you would think. Yeah, that, that's the thing is it's like um, um, and a lot of a lot of guys that come into into MMA as wrestlers, like Yo Romero, another good example, right? He comes into MMA as a good wrestler, but chooses not to use his wrestling because it's mm. so exhausting. Justin mm. Gaethje, another guy, mm. chooses not to wrestle because it's not a good use of his energy. Oh man, there's no, there's nothing like it. There's and nothing Kyle like it. We're, I, no, we, we were at we were at training the other day, and I don't know if I said to Jamie or not. I was just like, people don't get it. Just to get through the training, people can't get through the training. It's so hard. Yeah. Well, that's because Jimmy Wallet's running the session. Yeah. Right? He's fired up at the minute as well. Of course he is. It's because he's not getting any fights, so he's just beating up everybody in the gym instead. Um, Kyle Dawkins reminds me a little bit of Rodney off um, <laughs> Only Force <laughs> Only Horses. Horses. What an unbelievable... It's my wife's favourite um, series. Is it? Yeah. It is great. We were talking about it yesterday again as well. Um, this is the other thing as well with Daukas is like you look down his record and it's Das, 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 Renica Choke, Renica Choke, Das, Das, Renica Choke. I feel like that's where it's going. <laughs> Do you think he's elusive enough to cat and mouse it a bit with him and and yeah. wear him out? Yeah. He's smart enough. And... He's never been. He's never been stopped. Yeah. You know, he got triangle in his amateur career back in 2016. But since then, I think he's a black belt as well now as his brother. I think they're both black belts. Rinikicho, Das, Das, Rinikicho, Rinikicho, Das, Das, Das. And you think, you know, Phil Hawes, he's tired, he's shot in, he's down on all fours. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah, Yeah, right. Lock him in. Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of brothers anyway. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of both of them. I, you know, I, I like their, uh, I like their 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 fighting style and their their potential. I think they've both got got room to make some make some moves in the division. Mm. Um, so next, I've got Ben Rothwell against Philip Linz. Right. Unfortunately for Linz, the only thing I remember when I think of him is that karate chop finish from Tanabosa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's the first thing I, I, do. When I when I saw Bosa last, I was like, that karate chop finish. That was excellent. Um, you got to love that. He, uh, I sent you that clip of him in there about about checking that calf yes. kick from it's, this fight, wasn't it? From, yeah, from yeah. that fight, it's probably yeah. it's probably the closest I've seen to what we've been talking about. Okay, right, we've got a problem here. This calf kick's a problem. How are we going to deal with it? And it can't. It almost can't be defensive. Mm-mm. It has. You have to attack that. You have to attack that kick and, and make them pay for kicking you. Yeah. And he did it beautifully, and he almost. It jars the hip, doesn't it? Yeah. It almost like, it. almost sort of lunged into it, or mm. like shielded into it. Um. It was, it was. Yeah. I mean, obviously he lost that fight, but it was a good. It was a good technique. Yeah. Um, ben Rothwell is one of the most experienced and awkward yeah. people that you could possibly face, and and Lynn's been, I mean, what, what is it at the moment? He's on a he's on a two fight losing streak. He's he's coming off a loss to Arlovsky, who's a wily veteran mm. who's been very good at fighting at distance and yeah. um, you know managing his time and his pace. Tanabosa starched him in the first round, and now he's fighting Ben Rothwell, who's one of the most awkward people he could possibly be facing. Who's got a wicked go-go choke? Is as this well. remade? I don't know. I feel like we've yes, talked about this fight. Yes, it is. It's remade from. Uh, I was the watching 13th it. Of I've watched these two in May, the in this March. context. 
yeah, 13th of March yeah. it was supposed to happen. I think originally I, I thought Linz might get the upset, but I, I re-watched it over the last couple of days and I just think Ben's just too calm and seasoned and awkward and efficient, isn't he? Like, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see where Linz is going to, other than the obvious, you know, you, anyone can catch anyone, but I don't mm-hmm. see strategically how he's going to break him down really. No. And like what hasn't Ben seen? Well, that's it. And, and I think Ben's, like if I look down Ben's record and I think to myself, how would Philip Linz do against OSP, Struve, yeah. Josh Barnett, Matt Mitrione, Alistair Overy and Brandon Vera? I think Linz would struggle against a lot of those guys where Rothwell's already picked up wins against them and stopped most of them as yeah. well. And even- that, that front choke is a killer. And because he's taller than almost everybody as well, where's he six foot four compared to... Oh, he's a big dude, isn't he? Let me pull this up. So Ben's six foot four and Linz is six two. But he's, he's also quite squat, isn't he? And mm-hmm. Rothwell stands quite high on that lead leg. The wily old bear. Wily old, yeah. Yeah. He used uh, to fight in IFL, do you remember that? Yeah, International remember Fight that. League. I, I, th- I thought it was quite good at the it was time. great. Yeah. Really cool. Um, really cool I mean even the, he lost to Ty Bur- Burren right yeah but it was a decision it yeah. was a frustrating decision but like he like he, and, and Ty Burren's one of these guys that's coming up through the through the ranks and then yeah. you know Ben can still hang at that level you know, yeah. you know it, was, it was a it was a pretty close fight he, I mean okay so the reality of Ben Rathwell is he can get outpointed he can get outworked but the, the only thing really that's lacking in his game is his footwork mm. if he was able to stop people running in circles and picking him off from a distance he'd be able to force people to fight yeah right and that's where you see him get frustrated like think back to the JDS fight mm. it was a sting and move and move and a sting and Rothwell's like are you going to come and fight him, me yeah. or what you yeah know? like that that's what he could be facing but I, I don't and, unless Unless the two fight losing streak has an effect on his on his approach, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think we're going to see that from uh, from Linz. No. I think he's going to come out and try and get the finish just as normal. He seems he seems really comfortable in the boxing range, mm. but out of it, he doesn't he just doesn't seem that comfortable. No, yeah, I mean you know the, uh, the way he moves, he looks very considered. Mm. I, d- I don't think I don't think he's inexperienced. I don't think he's a bad fighter. I ju- I just think he's had a rough couple of fights in the UFC since he's come in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I got Big Ben. I think he's got a win over Rochelle, who's a, um, you know, he's a he's a a really frustrating wrestler. <laughs> he got released from the UFC because people didn't want to watch him fight, from what I remember. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Lot lot Big Ben in. Big Ben. Yeah. So we're, uh, now, according to Wikipedia, we're into the main card, and we're starting with Amanda Hebus against Angela Hill. I think this is a cool fight. Yes, I think this is a really cool fight. Um, so he it's was a tough the last fight for fight. Amanda coming off that yeah. KO, right? Yeah, it is. Because she was she was like all over the place. Coming yeah, off that, that was a stop the fight situation. That, that was. was a stop the fight situation. That was a. I think like uh, that. that or oh, he almost that was an almost stop the fight situation, <laughs> didn't he? He almost got yeah, involved. Yeah, he almost did it. And right. then changed his mind. Almost she was like, no. Um, yeah, I think he was waiting for She's soul to leave, the, leave the <laughs> yeah. body before he was gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gonna stop that one. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I mean it is a it's a rough one to come back from. I think you you said a few times Angela's found her elbow game. She, you know, she could slice and dice Amanda up pretty bad in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Angela's a good man. I feel like she's getting better and better and better. I think the last yeah. time we 
talked about it, we probably said the same thing. She just seems to be ratcheting, ratcheting up her skill set. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know. She's that, she's that litmus test, isn't she? You know, yeah. she's that, we were talking about with a few of the other fighters the other day. It's, it, you know, she's that point when you get to in the division where you're like, okay, get win, win over Angela Hill. And now I'm going to start getting some some mm. challenge, some really interesting fights. I can't imagine Hibas is looking at her thinking she's probably. I can't imagine she's wary of a power. I don't feel like she has huge power, does she? She's not no. like I've been, you know, I've come off a hard KO, and now I've got to fight a power fighter. Like I don't think yeah. she's going to feel like that. But then was was it her first? Oh no, she was stopped by Viana a little yeah, while ago. So while it's not ago. her first stoppage. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think Hibas to be outmatched. I think it's a, no. It's a close match, but I do I do feel like Angela probably just has the edge. In, I mean, in you think you of, think the um, way that uh, you think the way that that Hebus fought Mackenzie Dern, hmm. you know, where she didn't want to get tied up, she didn't want to grapple because of how good Mackenzie Dern is, and she was she was backing up and counterboxing as Dern was trying to chase her down. Hmm. Angela Angela Hill Angela Hill's got good striking, but sim- kind of similar to Rothwell, she doesn't have that ability to paint you into a corner, right? So follow, like follow maybe up. yeah maybe the maybe the backtracking and the counterboxing of Hebus might she she might be able to just keep Angela Hill at a distance mm. you know she, she also if you think of Angela Hill she's very kind of very tie boxing in her style yeah. um, I, I think it's a very competitive fight they're 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 above each other in the rankings anyway there's only uh, eleven and twelve on the UFC rankings yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a really competitive fight, and I, I would say I would I'm leaning just a tiny bit towards Amanda Hebus, just a tiny bit. Not because I don't think Angela Hill's very uh, like good enough to beat her. I just think that the difference in this one is mobility. Mm, cool. So this is the first one on the main card. Yes, yeah, as far as Wikipedia goes. Yeah, which we all know is fact. <laughs> of course, that's why they call it Factopedia. <laughs> Um, well, I should be on Wikipedia today. I wonder what the UFC cards are on. They Wikipedia. should change that on the fourth. They should, they should shouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got every right. amount of Star Wars get up I've got, and I'm like, I'll, I'll wear that on May the fourth, and I'm just sitting there wearing full reptile like I wear every time. I should have my Boba Fett jacket on or something. I don't like Star Wars. You, it really tests our relation, doesn't it? You look at that disgusted look. I'm sorry, but I just, I'm not gonna lie and say I really like it. Do you know what I mean? I just, just, you know. I'm mean, <laughs> <laughs> about as disappointed as you've ever been. Oh, there's five fights left on the main card. For here, Gillespie, Lima. <laughs> just watch I'm, it if I'm you want to know what I'm happens. not even, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, happy fourth and all that. <laughs> Mate, I, d- I don't know how you've not, not got into the, the Mandalorian series. I tried. I tried off your record. I it's just like, couldn't. But, but I don't really the whole story I don't really get so doing the Mandalorian thing was like part of a story that I'm not really into so I was yeah, even true. less into that true. and I was like oh I tried bro I tried if you weren't already a goddamn heathen and you didn't mm. like it in the first place like you should have been on board with the trilogy back in the school days I think I watched it like once maybe I don't, I'm not so sure what I, were you doing when sure everybody if, else was being oh, cool I was probably smoking Benson Hedges behind them <laughs> <laughs> shoplifting or something smoking Benson Henderson <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go there. Um, don't take it there. I, I just, I, I just, I, can't, I just can't believe. Oh, I, I mean, look at all this, all the Star Wars paraphernalia sitting around I mean, here. You just don't appreciate any of it, do you? There's actually not, not that much. Not on it. Do you know who gets the most attention? The Space Marine massively gets crazy, attention. right? Yeah, yeah. Like two or three people per show mm. 
the, in on this set mentioning. Yeah, yeah. If if you're if you're a Games Workshop fan, watch your army. Put your army down. I was yeah. I was always Space Wolves. I had Space Wolves. I had a few Orcs. Um, but yeah, Space Marines generally. I've got some being painted at the moment. That War Parts Studio. I'm gonna. They're gonna be on the set when they're done. I've got like a Dreadnought and a whole bunch of stuff. I like the A-Team. Oh, mate, of course. I did like the A-Team. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. But you like you recognise a bunch of these toys that Owen and I were talking about. Yeah, I recognise them. You weren't quite as fun as we were as kids. But no, I was playing sport, I think. You were smoking, smoking I cigarettes I was playing behind the sport. bike school, behind <laughs> the bike sheds. <laughs> We've got some cool toys coming. We'll speak about that in, yeah, the, have, in yeah. the next few episodes. Can't wait. We do have some cool ones coming. Um... Uh, so, right where we are. so are you thinking Angela Hill's going to take this I think this? Angela Hill is going to open her up oh, yeah, a yeah. couple of times yeah and the people that you meet want to open you we're, up uh, like opposite sides on this one I like it of course we are we'll see what happens um, Diego Carlos Diego Fajaya against Gregor Gillespie this is my fight this is a fight this is my fight I'm a big, big fan of uh, big four, big fan of both of these guys. G- Gillespie's wrestling is is slick, insane, right? Yeah, this very, very cool. Watch. This was fun to research. There, um, it's such a good matchup in mm. it. It's just going to be fireworks, and it's been a long time out for Gillespie since that head kick, though. Yeah, yes, on his mind? Cancer, the Brad uh, Brad Rydell, Rydell, Riddell. I think Riddell, Riddell, Brad Riddell fight was cancelled really close to the fight. Right? Was that? F- in Fight Island, yeah, it does ring a bell. I think it was. I think I think Brad Riddell's corner maybe got uh, tested positive for COVID. Oh, that does sound. I think so. That does not hundred percent. I think so. And it was really close. Like it was a couple of days out or something. Because um, because we talked. See, I'm more interested about in this fight than that one though. I'm more interested in in Gillespie against Fahea because of Fahea's grappling skills. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like Riddell, Riddell gets frustrated when he gets taken down. He's got great striking. Yeah, he's like, um, yeah, it was Brad Riddell. Look at you with your memory. Oh, I see your well, notes. No, my notes. You know how bad my memories. I would never come to this with no notes. I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sports well, science. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ATP. Adenosine <laughs> <laughs> mean, triphosphate. Yeah, I need some. And I've got some. I've got some of your peak grab knowledge as well. I'm just organised. Hate on me for being organised and re- and well researched. <laughs> well, not well. We'll say research. Not, yeah, we'll say yeah. research. Steady on. We're talking up too much. <laughs> um, oh man, he's so good. Like, what's your, what's your gut instinct? Where are you going straight away? Gregor. Yeah, are you? I'm just a bit of a fanboy. Like, I could just sort of like him as well. Like, I, I watched his hair, isn't it? Well, anyone, he has fabulous anyone, hair, you know, doesn't he? I mean, <laughs> anyone compared to my hair is fabulous. So, <laughs> you know. Um. It's just that knockout of a Kevin Lee. That's the kind of thing that haunts you. Yeah. But he was very, very reflective about it. And um, the way he talked about it made me sort of like him even more. He was quite, it was quite stoic about it. It was like, look, you know, it happens and Kevin Lee's a great fighter and I'll mm. come back from this and I'll learn from it and I'll get back on the horse and I'll, you know, I'll get back in the gym and I'll, I'll go get it. I, I think if he can get this win, he can create some rhythm in that division and he can, you know, he can do a little bit. Mm. On the flip side, watching Fiera, like especially the Darius fight, I was just like, fuck, you are awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, he surprised me the most against Tysimov. Yeah. Because, because, you know, I, I've always rated Tysimov and, and, uh, and, you know, his, his ability to just, 
just be a well-rounded MMA fighter. Mm. And, you know, he, he always looked to me a bit like a small GSP, you know, the way he was built and the way he moved and, you know, his, his, his well-roundedness. And that was at uh, 242 in the Middle East. And for her, just, he was just on form that night. Yeah. Like Tyson, he just didn't let him into the fight. Yeah. You know, he looked great against Pettis as well. He sort of, um, you know, like the Brazilian archetype, you know, his ground game's amazing. You, that's what you think of him. Mm. You think he's gonna, he's amazing on the ground, but he's, he, he's like you said, he's well-rounded. Mm. You know, he catches people with his hands. He's got some kicking. He's, you know, he's a good, he's a good solid MMA fighter, isn't he? Yeah, and a, and a scrapper as well. Yeah. Like you can tell that, you know, Darry if he needs to dig Whacked deep. him a few times and he just, basically his instinct was to whack him back. Yeah, yeah. Like all out of fence. Yeah. He's yeah, bigger as cool, well. Man. He's bigger. He's got a two-inch height advantage and a three-inch reach advantage. Mm. About the same age as well. I, I, I was just looking at the age. Uh, Fajaya's, uh 36, but Riddell's only 35. You better get a wriggle on if he wants a title shot. Both no, Gillespie. Gillespie. Gillespie, what did I say? Riddell. Oh, sorry. Gillespie. So you fry my yeah, brain with, saw, you, yeah. with your research. Yeah. Um, um, so is, yeah. Is, he, is he ranked at the moment? Great, yeah, Gillespie's at 14. Okay. Yeah, where's my rankings? So it's 14 against 12, <laughs> and Kevin Lee's right in between them. Wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a, a fucker if... Um, Gillespie beats Fahey and then jumps above Kevin Lee in the rankings. <laughs> People are like, hold on a minute. Doesn't Remember what I did? Sense. This doesn't make any sense. Long, uh, Long Island MMA. Who, so you're, you're thinking Riddell MMA? then? I think Riddell, yeah. Yeah, what decision? Or do you think he's going to be able to stop him? <sighs> you can't be so confident then not have an yeah, idea. Yeah, it would have to be a decision. Like, um, the combination of, obviously, Fiera's ground game... And his gameness is, I feel like he'd be very, very tough to finish. Yeah. Very tough to finish. What was that split decision against Darius? He's, he, oh, he got stopped by Poirier, but that was kind of a, it was a really awkward knockdown that was. And then he's only, oh, he's lost to Darius by decision twice. Hmm. Darius is good though. And he's got Ferguson next, hasn't he, Darius? Yeah, that's a weird fight, isn't it? It's a weird fight. That'd be so weird. Because Darius is weird in different ways, but yeah. he's, he's weird and awkward and he, he seemed really. He's got a real he's, casual style, yeah. But he's very effective, and then you got Tony Ferguson, who's like a, what, yeah, like a spinning top. Okay, so Brad Riddell then? No, <laughs> no. he's not even fighting. No, that is Gregor solid, Gillespie. Solidly in your head now. <laughs> Gregor Gillespie. Gregor Gillespie. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So what, next. Well, so what do you think? You, you what do you reckon? Yeah. No, I could Pretty see close. that. I, I could see that. I, I can see Gillespie like spending a lot of his time trying to nullify for here. So the, the only the only way I would see it swaying the opposite way is with the new scoring criteria, they're going to lean towards the fighter that's looking to finish. Mm. And because for is notoriously quite aggressive mm. and he's got the, he's, he bookends what uh, Gillespie's good at. I might, he might be doing, he might be volume striking when he's defending takedowns and attacking when he's on the floor. And Gillespie might be spending most of his time controlling it. Yeah. 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 Might be fighting the night though, you know. It might might well be. Delima against Maurice Green. Who's got the weirdest nickname in all of UFC. The Crochet Boss. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Says. He was one of my favourite sprinters, Maurice Green. Was he, yeah? He was hundred meter. Not this fellow. Meter, no, not this fellow, no. He'd probably be a good sprinter though. He's six foot seven. 
I mean, he can cover some distance. Oh, yeah, he, he would, yeah. That's a very long reach. legs to be coordinated. Yeah, yeah, right. No, Morris Green ran 9.77 back in in our era of sprinting. He was, he was a bit of a yeah. legend, yeah. Very so cool. that's what you were doing when people were watching Yeah, Star I was watching Wars, the Olympics. <laughs> when you were painting your toys, I was watching the Olympics. Painting my toys. <laughs> you you know exactly what that was. You had some of them for sure. What did you have? What? The old, the the, uh, no, the space bro. marines. Nowhere, nowhere near it. Did you never, not? I'd never pick one up. Never. No. Never. Why not? I don't know what I did in my childhood. But I didn't do any of the shit. You, you were did. just not fun. You were just you grown. You <laughs> I was just, just playing rugby all the time. Right? <laughs> Maybe You're like born like thirty eight. That's why it's taking so long to mature now. <laughs> I was born twenty seven and then just stayed twenty seven the whole so time. So many things in common with Stewie Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Star Wars. He's trying to take over the world. Uh, still trying. Still trying. We're all still trying. We are. Um, um, so Maurice Green, crochet boss, six foot seven, eighty-two inch reach. Yeah. Um, lost by the weirdest submission I've ever seen. It's not even. I don't even know if you can class it as a submission. Which one? Um, the. Arm to the throat submission by Olinek, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but that's Olinek, isn't it? I mean, you know, he's. he's but it got, wasn't even like. Not even I'm really not, a. I'm not no. even sure what he was yeah. choking. It's listed it's as an arm bar on, on Wikipedia. That's not right, is it? I think it was a fatigue, submission by fatigue. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It was, please God, no more. Yeah, it's listed as an armbar. I, I, I kind of love watching Olympic Olympic, fight. Yeah. He's just like, oh, whatever, punch me as many times as you want, but you better hope I yeah. don't get my hands on you. 43 years old. <laughs> yeah, <Fucking laughs> right. 75 fights on his record. 59 wins and 46 submissions. And I was thinking Aoki was impressive yeah. at, at 31 out of 47 wins. Quite impressive. No, I, don't, I, think I've, I think I've messed that up here. Hold on. I think it was Vellante. Yeah. That had, that had the weird submission on him. Hold on a second. Keep talking between yourselves. <laughs> we'll just sit and wait, make yeah. it comfortable. <laughs> How's your day going? You're really... right. Are you, are you researched? Are you prepared for the podcast? He came with notes and he's still not ready, though. Yeah. He's got the know. wrong notes. I've got the wrong notes. Oh. Where, is that? Where is that? Too busy manscaping. Monty C. Yeah, there you go. No, he beat. Villante with a modified choke from the bottom. Right. Which was a very strange submission. Olenek? No. That I no no no. He got more by Olenek, but that wasn't the that wasn't the fight. How how come how has this become horribly confusing? I have no idea. Should we move on? <laughs> who eats, who got who got who got forearm choked? Delima. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's been a long week already. And what day is it? Tuesday. I don't know. Star Wars Day. I should be watching the Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I've started sweating now as well. I can see. Which is impressive in this house because it's always very cold. No, no. It's because you you triple. You put the heating (laughs) on. You've told me that I've triple layered, and now you put the heating on. It's triple layered. You flashed. Why triple layered? Because it's cold. It's not cold. It's always cold. And now you've got the heating on. It's not cold in here. And my notes are wrong at the same time. Well. Look how plus this is a disaster. This is brilliant. This is the worst it's ever been. (laughs) This is my favorite podcast yet. You've triple layered on the Marino Unbound. You've got you You can't, you've got like 400 quid's worth of clothes on of Marino wool. You're practically wearing a sheep because it's cold. (laughs) 
<laughs> I swear, honestly, you go back and look at some of the podcasts, right? And I'm, my teeth are chattering. I'm going, shit, I wonder if they can see so my teeth chattering. Because you put the heating on. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. it's on. The heating's always on. It is never on. It was Dracula's cave the other day. A couple of those early see. podcasts, you can see steam coming out of my mouth. It's so cold. Nonsense. It's not nonsense. <laughs> I won't even start while you're warm. <laughs> oh, oh, you so. know what? I, I've double messed up these notes. I've just looked back at them. <laughs> the, the big Moldovan cheek chokes Delima. He's not even the right person. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, what a mess. I don't even know where we are. I have no idea. I've got, my pages are all scrambled. Okay, What's Maurice happened? Green. Should we, we what has happened? Maurice Green was a great. Is the tape hundred meters yeah. specialist? <laughs> Maurice Green, hundred yeah, meters specialist. He's got great footwork. <clears throat> very fast. Very fast. Mm. Taking on Delima. Very who's... fast in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> he's very fast. But he's a bit linear. He just keeps going for hundred meters in a straight line. <laughs> Uh, no good for the small octagon. I'm not even stone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Proper sweating, aren't you? Yeah, I am, because the heating's on. <laughs> it's because you got three sheep on, that's what it is. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh. This just took a... Uh... <laughs> this is like full reptile radio. This is turning into... <laughs> We've just morphed into a different podcast. This should be hanging out with him today, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Chaos. Chaos. Um, well, where are we? So, Delima. Who do you think will win between Green and Delima? <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I just think it's going to be such a mess. I'm not madly I mean, interested in fight, if I'm honest, no, which no, is reflecting in the quality of my notes. <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at if you look at the pattern that on uh, that's been happening on Delima's record since 2014. He's do a win. Because... Have you got a heated button or have you told me? Because <laughs> what? Because what? I fucking. Are you mad? <laughs> a fucking heated button. <laughs> <laughs> Noticed that I was at the door and suddenly you went, It's open. <laughs> you've got some, you've got some James Bond superhero shit going on. I'm at the front door, I'd not even touched the door, and you're like, It's open. Yeah, through the security camera. <laughs> so like, oh, shit, maybe he's got a button. I'm sweating. Fuck, that's because the heating's on. <laughs> Because it was pissing it down with rain, and I thought to myself, he's going to be standing outside I while I make it all the way over. Who's around my house? It's <laughs> open. <laughs> you, you, they're the visible cameras. What? All the, yeah. all the secret I, ones as well. You've even got heating button. All you've told me right in an hour, <laughs> switch the heating on. That really fucking move. <laughs> 
Yeah, the flash bastard. He stole all the merino and band stuff. Listen, bro, you ain't getting medium merino. Oh, I got one t-shirt. About? I got one t-shirt. <laughs> you ain't getting any these Here mediums. Here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll crack the door for oh, you. Wow. You're right. This is a little fan. This is took a real You need some electrolytes. You're going to be cramping in a minute. Okay. Wow. Right, let's try and write this ship somehow. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> Delima Green, it's going to be a mess, and neither of them are particularly massively talented or skilled or <laughs> anything. Okay. I think Maurice Best Green is six foot seven. Like a six foot seven. Now, to, uh, to be fair, okay, let me switch back to normal. Um, Maurice Green has he has a lot of potential at six foot seven with an eighty-two inch reach. Delima's flat-footed. He's quite slow. He's very plodding. He's there to be jabbed. <clears throat> Delima's not much of a grappler either. So you know, as long as as long as Maurice Green can keep this on the feet, he can pick him off from a great distance. And he is trained by Brock Larson, who is a great grappler. So you know, I do feel like he's going to be improving constantly. And I never really feel like Delima wants to be in there. I always feel like, well, this is kind of what he does. Like you look back in his old days. Like yeah. he was in, he was in shape back in the day when he like he used to fight at middleweight. Like he's, he's I mean, he's basically right. an inch taller than me with with the same reach. Guillotine, arm triangle, von flu, forearm choke. He's got a very sensitive neck. Yeah, <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm going with the, with the taller guy. Here. Just jab his face off. Right. Okay. Let's put that to bed. Okay. I think that's best for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't start again I can't I can't I can't go through that again no I'm gonna get you sweating down you'll be cramped there. and all kinds of shit before the end of this podcast yeah. where are we at Magna and Neil yes yeah I mean Magna's has some great wins isn't he of course he has some real like some legit wins Condit <clears throat> White Lee Lawler he's a good good yeah. good fight but as is as is Jeff Neal um, I just think Magna's got a pretty significant experience advantage isn't he yeah he has it, it, like I mean he had that streak didn't he Magni where he, he was it like four or five fights in a in a, mm. in a year he was active and he was taking short notice fights and and then there was that fight against um, uh, Lombard where he just that was for me he turned a corner on that night like Jeff Neal is Jeff Neal's arriving where Neil Magni was probably two years ago mm. like he's arriving in that same kind of position and Neil Magny's been here for a little while and he's got a few of those wins and picked up a couple of losses along the way. You know? He's got a really nice, <clears throat> um, almost Usman-like, straight, uh, piston-like left hand, isn't he? Yes, he has. He, he, he throws his arms it. are a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. He throws it a lot less. He throws it with very li- little um, tell on him. Mm-hmm. He's, there's a real nice sequence against um, Bilal Mohammed where I think he pops him with a one-two and and catches him a little bit and instead of sort of rushing forward and and um closing that distance and risking getting clinched up he just sort of half bounces back out Bilal throws a counter and then he goes back in and lands three or four mm. four again and and ultimately Bilal I think circles off and and sort of escapes the barrage but it was a, it's a really really nice sequence mm. really cool yeah so like <clears throat> Neil's, I mean, he's, he gives up height and reach, and a five eleven, he gives up a what a four inch height advantage mm. is and a, a five inch reach advantage, but he, he he covers distance better, and he and he 
he's got more power in his hands by by the way he throws. You know what I mean? I think Neil Magny is effective with his striking because he's accurate and because he's you know he's intelligent in the way that he applies it. I, I think that <clears throat> I think I think he's gonna have to use his reach to try and stifle Jeff Neil moving forward into his range. You know to catch him with bigger shots. Like the strikes landed per minute, Jeff Neil's Jeff Neil's considerably higher on his striking output. Strikes absorbed per minute is also considerably higher though. But then you know if he's in an exchange of power with with Magni at close yeah. range, I think I think Jeff Neil comes off pretty well with that. It gets interesting when um, when they clinch because Magni averages almost three takedowns a fight in a fifteen minute round, but Jeff Neil's got a ninety two percent takedown offense. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. you know, the, you, you might see Neil Magny trying to take him down and then getting punched in and out of the clinch, you know, while while he's cl- closing that distance. Overall, Magny is a bit more well-rounded than, mm. than Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's technically, he's, he's a better fighter. But, you know, 13 and 3, he's, he's in a good place right now. He's, he's Jeff Neil. He's got a good opportunity to fight someone that is beatable in in Neil Magny, but he's mm. a tricky customer that's got a lot of experience. And if he gets a win over Neil Magny, you know he continues accelerating up the rankings. What what is this? Oh, here we go. So nine against ten. So if Jeff Neil meets beat, beats Neil Magny here, you know he's looking up the rankings towards Kiesa, Luke, you know Masvidal, Thompson, Edwards, you know all the big names. Big one for a minute. He's a bit bit of a gatekeeper <clears throat> fight. This one is for him. Yeah. Um, is an interesting one for you. So Neil Magny is six foot three with an eighty inch yeah. reach, and Delima is six foot one with a seventy five inch reach. So Neil Magny has a two inch height advantage and a five inch reach advantage on Delima, who's fighting Maurice Green. Yeah, not the sprinter. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean it's a bit of a it's a bit of a torn cost. I knew I was going to say that as well. I knew it. I knew it. It's a bit of a coin toss. You got any notes? <coughs> it's a bit of a coin toss. It is. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I've just got a feeling Jeff Neal might might just be slightly sharper standing. <coughs> yeah. 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 That's all i got. I think he might be just slightly sharper. I do, I do feel like... Um, a bit more impactful. Magni is more well-rounded, but maybe... You know, it's your sacrifice, isn't it? How well-rounded yeah. you are for for your spikes. That, in, who was it that clubbed Magni and like hurt him bad? And Magni was like reeling and trying to stay on his feet. Was it the leech? Did he fight the leech? Yeah, he did. He beat him by decision. No, it wasn't that one. Oh, it might have been Lorenz Larkin. Oh no, is it Ponzinibbio? Ponzinibbio hurt him. Right. And he was like on skates trying to stay on his feet. Yeah. I could see that that happening to him, especially I mean similar height and reach as well. Ponzinibbio's not massive. <clears throat> Good short range power. Got to him in the fourth round. Although this isn't a five round fight, is it? So that's another thing that benefits Magni as well, is he's not, he's only got fifteen minutes to keep a distance and his work rate's higher. Yeah. Like overall his success rate for his striking generally. But he went on to lose that against Ponzinibbio, didn't he? He got, he got knocked out in the fourth. <clears throat> he was doing well until he got he got yeah. clipped. Yeah, I think some electrolytes in me. All this, uh, all this it's freezing in here. It's hot button, isn't it? Eh? Hey, are you get cold now? Right? Press put, the button. Put another sheep on. Eh? <laughs> press the heating button. It's freezing. Uh, where are we at? Who have we got left? Uh, we've got main cowboy main event now. Good old cowboy God. taking on Alex Morono. Short notice. Morono's good. 
<clears throat> Morono's a good fighter. I think Calvo will be in trouble if he gets hold of him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm. I think he'll be in a lot of trouble. He looks very yeah. difficult to deal with uh, in the clinch, wrestle, ground game. Yep. <clears throat> as long as he's not fighting one of ours, I love I love Cowboy. I love what he's about. I know, I know, I know he's had some uh, performance anxiety issues that he's he's dealt with to some degree or another. He seems to still have a bit of a you know seems to still have a bit of a block there sometimes. Yep. Uh, I love him. His style, his gunslinger style, his attitude to life. I love I love his ranch. You know, I think we I think we both aspire to having some kind of Professor X mansion of combat yeah. and martial arts at some stage, but it can't own a, can't own a ranch in England though. No, you know you can't own a ranch here, can you? <laughs> so, so, so ranch. All a right, ranch all right dickhead. <laughs> you mean a farm? So, so ranch, what's that a dressing? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A farm. Yeah, you mean a farm. You're right. Farm. Um, um yeah, we'll have a farm one day, shall we? Yeah. The the B- What's the BMF farm? It doesn't really work, does it? No, no we'll have the martial arts mansion. <laughs> X-brain X, X martial arts <laughs> Yeah, mansion. here we go, here we go. Um, uh, I, but I do think Cowboy's standing is sharper than Moreno. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it is. And think, varied, yeah. more varied. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely more varied, definitely more seasoned. Moreno does leave himself open a little bit and he has, he has been caught a couple of times and hurt. But he's, um, he's just he's just he's a very skilled fighter, especially once he's closed range, mm. you know. Um, and and I think that I think that that's the thing that Cowboy's going to struggle with in this one, which to be honest, he would have probably been expecting from Diego anyway, is pressure, mm. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but then there's not the animosity in this one that there was in the Diego one, you know, the whole separation of Jackson Wink and all the. All the trash between them. Plus, he hasn't got that spiritual guru in in the opposite corner. And and you prefer cowboy annoyed, don't you? And angry. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know to be honest, because it, it's like sometimes he seems to, like if you look at the anti Madeiras fight, he seems to go. He seems to do really well against guys where he's sparring, and he feels like it's right. friendly. Oh, you know, okay. like you're shaking hands at the weigh-ins, whereas like you look at Till. Until stonewalled him at the weigh-ins yeah. and then pounced on him on the opening. Yeah, you know, as soon as the fight started, um, and then on the flip side, you look at but then you look at him fighting someone like Mike Perry or who was the kid he fought, Anthony Hernandez. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't no, Anthony Hernandez. <laughs> no. That's fluffy, isn't it? Hey, <clears throat> it was a what was his name? But he was a young kid and he was trashing cowboy coming in. And it was like, oh, well, this is where Cowboy, someone... Oh, I, I, Alexander Hernandez, I wasn't yeah, too right. far off. Um, yeah, and Cowboy just looked great against him. And it similar situation, like Mike Perry came in all guns blazing and got armbarred. Uh, Hernandez came in all guns blazing, trashing Cowboy, you know, trying to get inside his head and got stopped. He's, he's just, he's so Cowboy hot and cold, it's ages. difficult to... Cowboy, no, he's... <clears throat> He never gets easy fights, though, does he? No, not at all. <clears throat> but it's just that's the that's the thing. It's like you just you don't know what version of him you're getting. Like, yeah. like, does he want to be in there, or would he rather be on the lake with his jet skis? You know, yeah. He's going to get caving. to a stage where he's. We talked about a caving story before, haven't we? Ridiculous. Oh. Makes me uncomfortable thinking yeah, about I know. it. Amazing. <clears throat> Why would you underwater go back and do caves? That again? No chance. Not here, mate. Nah. Not here. Nah. Um, yeah, I think it could be. I think it could be tricky for Cowboy. Yeah. I, my, 
gut is that um, Morono at some stage is going to get hold of him and he's going to be very difficult to uh, stop once he does get hold of him yeah I, I could I could see Morono backing him up aggressively because he'll read Cowboy like Morono's not a he's not just to come in and I'll just see how my game plan goes like he'll know Cowboy he'll have researched him he'll know Cowboy's a slow starter he'll try and make the most of that but he won't be yeah. recklessly aggressive like Mike Perry was he'll be he'll be measured aggressive I can see him backing Cowboy up against the fence and landing some body shots and really hurting him. Mm. That's always Cowboy's weaknesses, body yeah. shots. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I like Morono and I, and I think that he's you know he's quietly spoken and he gets hard fights. You, you know, you look at some of the guys he's fought. I mean, Jordan Mean's <laughs> a, a horrible fight for anybody. Same as Nakamura, Son Kanan, you know, Max Griffin's now turned the corner. Yeah. He get he gets difficult fights all the way through. Yeah, and he's he's an easy guy to underestimate because he's not he doesn't look like a world beater. I think he might surprise some people this weekend. Yeah, I'd like to see Cowboy get back on a winning streak. You know, I'm a big fan of his. He's good for the sport. I'd love he's to knock him the fuck out myself yeah, one day. A, I just think it'd be a firework fight. That'd be fun. It'd be it? a, yeah, it'd be great fun. Just you know, nothing but respect for him. Just you know the way he goes about his business, like you said, and his lifestyle and stuff, but. There is there is going to be a time when he's going to he's going to run aground. Fans know? would buy into that fight, <clears throat> yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, so you go? Are you thinking? I think, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. Moreno. Moreno. I was thinking before. Just I started to interrupt you, and then I didn't. So I don't know if that counts or not. But um, it's just funny. Like uh, that heat button again. <laughs> heating buttons off. Um, it's funny how after all of that time of training, that someone of cowboys experience could still have a susceptibility to something like a body shot like what can he do to stop that from happening is it like there isn't i don't a- think i don't think he can and I'll, I'll tell you why is if you look at this if you get a good quality photo of cowboy a good quality profile photo where you can see his abs hmm. you can see the scar down his down his midsection on his right. stomach he's had a surgery from a motor predisposition oh, okay yeah. right that makes sense and i just don't i don't think ever since then he's been the same yeah like you think like pettis dropped him bad with a body kick yeah. there's been a few people that have hurt him to the body Right. And it, it it just it seems to be something that just doesn't work out too well for him, or even to the point where it's affected his own technique. Like if you watch him throwing kicks, he guards his body when he's throwing kicks. Right, it's it's, it's odd, but yeah, yeah, interesting adaptation. <clears throat> yeah, um, main event then. Yeah, Rodriguez Marina Rodriguez against Michelle Waterson. What you pick off the bat? Um. I actually think Rodriguez, but I prefer Waterson. I, pre- I prefer, I, I think I prefer the way she strikes. She's very in and out and she's crisp and she's elastic. Um, she gets caught. She The thing that stood out is she gets caught is something that Rodriguez throws. So I've seen her get caught a couple of times with a sort of twisting overhand, overhand mm. and Rodriguez throws that really nice. And I think she stopped uh, Hebas with it yeah. last time out. Yeah. And if that's a predisposition of Waterson and, you know, Rodriguez has that and, you know, she's had success with that and she's looking for it almost, then it, those two things might come together, you know, and Waterson come off worse. Mm. Um, she's quite awkward, isn't she, Rodriguez? But she she manages to generate a little bit of power. Yeah, um, yeah. She, she, has a, there's a, she has a similarity to a fighter I used to train back in Los Angeles. And when I was holding pads for this fighter, um, I, I didn't, I would have, if she was a beginner, I would have changed the way she mm. threw her right hand. 
But because I'd seen her fight and I'd seen her knock a few people out, I was like, yeah, I'm not, Roxy. I was yeah, Roxy. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to change this because like she flares her elbow and drives yeah. the punch down. Rodriguez does the power. same thing. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know whether it's a difference in female physiology, and you'll probably know this better yeah, than no. me. But whether there's like a there's a and it's easier to generate power from this position. Yeah, you know what I mean. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not sure. Day. It's very rare that you see you see a female fighter throw a crisp uh, rear punch the same way a male fighter would and have the same kind of power. Yeah. Usually a female fighter will stand slightly taller and punch down. <clears throat> it's funny. So I saw uh, it was just a still, but I think it was it was either it was some sort of brawl in a in a team sport, and everybody's elbow was elevated as a punching. They were like they were punching over so. It's almost in our nature to punch that way, yeah. But to be more, but the more efficient way is the elbow in, which obviously has to be trained into trained fighters. But it's funny how we would naturally do that. Mm. There must be some sort of biomechanical reason why we naturally do that, uh, which we've overridden in in combat sports. Yeah. But I wonder why. I wonder why that is the natural. The first thing people do is, do you know what I mean? That's what, that's mm. how you punch untrained. That's how you'd punch. Yeah. It's funny, if, isn't if it? you if you were punching something as hard as you could. Like if I said, look, like technique doesn't matter. We're tracking the yeah. power on the bag. Like how, like how would you punch the bag? While at it, yeah. You, know, you, you would, you do Create it like that. As you... much torque around the shoulder as you can, mm-hmm. as much body weight through, and yeah. it'd be an adapted hook type overhand right, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like it's, it's, it, it, she does seem to generate quite a bit of power because she's got a height advantage over most of her opponents anyway. I mean, she's quite tall and, mm. and rangy, isn't she? Think? Do you think um, Wharton can get hold of her? Do you think she think she'll try and wrestle her? I think I think she could. You know, I think I think definitely think there's a potential. Wharton's got good grappling, and she's got good, you know, good hit throws and and, yeah. and you know stuff out of the clinch, which I think could be useful for her. She she uses her so Waterson from she's got a bit of a tell. From one stand, she's lead side kick. From the other stand, she's lead high kick. Right. So you can kind of manipulate what she's going to do, but often when she's getting caught with that overhand, it's because she's trying to keep someone away with a lead side kick from orthodox, and they're getting around the side and coming over the back. Yeah. You know, you, like you think the position that uh, um, that she got knocked down with Rose, that head kick, like she was kind of backing away, moving away. I think I think that the aggression of Rodriguez is going to pay dividends in this mm. one, and I, I just think she's on a streak. You know, Watson again, she's. You know, she'll find that point in her career where she'll, you know, she'll start to start to ebb and flow a bit. And I think, I think Rodriguez is just, I think she's Too a serious good. contender in this division. Interesting. And and you know, as and I do, I agree with you what you're saying about Watson's skill and style. But it only matters if it's effective. That's you know it. what I mean? It's, it's nice to yeah. it's nice to look and appreciate for the rhythm and the style. But if it's not effective, it's you know. Yeah, it's fluff, really, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's the same thing I was talking about with Adam yesterday when he was hitting the bag. Like, there's like some of his techniques. Like, he's very crisp and he's very sharp. And and you know, as as with all talented young fighters, we admire our work a little bit. So like like Adam will throw <laughs> something with a bit of flair in it. You know, like a bit of Muay Thai flair. Like yeah. the elbow comes back or whatever. Um, and and I get it, and as much as I like it because it's kind of a showy flair, like you can get away with it. Mm. There's something brute. There's something beautiful about the brutality of the efficiency of someone like Rodriguez. Mm. Like she doesn't have the flair in her game no that, that Michelle's got. Yeah, 
But if yeah. if you've you know if there's six inches between you and Rodriguez, you're in you're in trouble. Mm. And then Watson's high kicks, side kicks, spinning kicks, none of them are any use. She's got to then start clinching. Yeah. Um, it would yeah. it would be good to see what uh, you know what Rodriguez does you know if she is clinched you know fifty nine percent takedown yeah, defense. Like, what, what's she like on the ground? Because I mean, I'm trying to think who she fought that grounded her. Michelle's I mean, Carla not, Esparza. Michelle's you know. got nine subs on her record. Yeah, but like she's got a split decision loss to Carla Esparza, and Esparza's yeah. you know a strong wrestler. Yeah, but same as we were talking about with Fajaya and Gillespie. With the new scoring criteria, it's much more about what you're doing in the gaps. Mm. And not the control part, you know. So, like, yeah. even even if she's taken down and grounded and controlled by Waterson, and you know, for three minutes of the round, four minutes of the round, and then she has a minute and she's clinched, elbows, knees, you know, right hands on the break, backing her up, being aggressive. She hurts her. Like she'll still rounds like that. Mm. Yeah, and and yeah. I, I think there's you know there's going to be a change of the guard at some point in this division. And you think you think she's she's coming? I think I think she's good enough to, to to bridge the gap and get into that top little group. Yeah, definitely. Especially after what she did to uh, to Hebus, who I also thought was kind of in that bracket as well. You know, with what she did to Mackenzie Dern, yeah. Dern's looked looked really good of late. Like you think Rodriguez against Joanna is fireworks, Muay Thai. Yeah, in it. You know, in it. She just doesn't seem as crisp, but she's not on that crispness level that Joanna's on no but but, maybe that's but I think she's more impactful though yeah like like Joanna's lightning fast and high volume but then that that fight against Jessica Penet was that was the that was Mark Goddard stepping in because it's like she's a bloody mess you don't need any more yeah it wasn't she's not knocking people out yeah like she's not dropping people like Rodriguez can Mm. cool cool fun fight good card yeah, recovered it, didn't they? After a, a few ups and downs. Just out of interest, if Diego was still fighting Cowboy, which way would you have picked it? Uh, um, I mean, there would be, there could be, there could be similar problems in that. It depends which which one of the multiple Diegos is going to turn up. Yeah. If it's if it's Plan A, Plan B, I think Cowboy's in a bit of trouble. We haven't seen Plan A, Plan B from Diego for a while. Yeah. Um, we can get five versions of Cowboy and five versions of Diego yeah. and they could all be very different versions in each fight couldn't they yeah, yeah imagine the multiples of outcomes mm. you could have with those those squaring off yeah. um, I was just interested in it because of the fact that they were former teammates mm, so they must have had rounds together yeah. and, and with them both being so unusually balanced mentally shall we say with Cowboy <laughs> being up and down I'm yeah. a world beater I want this guy to be my mate, otherwise I'm not be comfortable fighting him. And then Diego, who's, you know, he, he's pretty much the Tom Cruise of the MMA world at this point. You know, it's <laughs> like, a nice reference. like, like what's the... That's how crazy you are. <laughs> You're the Tom Cruise yeah. right now. Jumping on the sofa, telling everybody how much he loves his guru. Yeah. Um, like, that's that's that was the question for me about that fight, is like, how do they perceive each other psychologically? Mm. I, I feel like Cowboy could tempt Diego into standing and banging. Yeah. And then... I think Cowboy is better there than Diego. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, see, I kind of, mm. I kind of feel like, I mean, this is entirely speculating because, like, Cowboy's good striking. Diego's reckless striking. Yeah. So that is good ways for Cowboy to manipulate um, Diego and hurt him. But the 
the ferocity of Diego would make Cowboy very uneasy. And Diego's wrestling is better than Cowboy's, I would mm. say. But Cowboy's ground game yeah. is pretty good. But I would, yeah. all, but you know, saying that, I'd credit Diego going into the Aoki fight to be able to stay fairly safe. So I don't think Cowboy would be able to sub him. Mm. So if I think about those two boys sparring over the years, I would imagine Cowboy's perception of Diego is that he can wrestle like mm. a like a killer, and that would get inside Cowboy's head. And then if yeah. and then if, if if Diego came in and did what he did to Mickey Gall and to Craig White and was just all over him on the floor, the the ferocity might might get inside Cowboy's yeah, head. Yeah, and like from Diego's point of view, from the spot the historical sparring, us were like, oh yeah, he's, you know he he's got good striking, but. I know and he knows if I get hold of him, he's in trouble. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing coming in, isn't it? Big. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting with the Burns and Usman thing, how that played out. Yeah. 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 Cool. Hilarious. All good. Cool down a bit now? Yeah, I'm freezing now. (laughs) (laughs) My third layer back on. (laughs) Wicked. Anything else we need to mention? Codes or? Um, Check. Manscaped. Manscaped 20% off free shipping of course with the full reptile code at checkout there you go. and go grab yourself a one of them Nalgene from us and you'll get the three sachets from uh, X-Brain three sachets. three sachets hydrate yourself and shave your testicles <laughs> and we'll see you next time at the same time, time maybe <laughs> see you next week <laughs>